Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. I'm Dave. I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Dave. Um, happy to be here. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I am excited because we are doing what we're calling the Death of Superboy arc in the Legion Superman comics in, am I right in saying the mid-80s? Yeah, this would be right after Crisis uh, within wow. a year. Wow. Okay. What year was Crisis? 85? Is that right? I think it was 85 to 86. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing a two-parter uh, Superboy 201 to 212, so a classic. Um, was this my request? Because I do like... I noticed Kerry Bates was involved and Mike Grell was involved and Jim Shooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were doing uh, this Superboy arc and it was only four issues. I was like, we got room to throw in maybe yeah, one or two other it. things. And you said, uh, you know, I your favorite yes. era. And can I say, Crypto was cited in the Death of Superboy arc. Happy to see. Yeah, so Crypto we alert. Crypto sighting. And did you see, I said, I think to you, I picked the moment at which DC Comics peaked. I've actually got it in a panel. It's it's Crypto turning up to the Academy Awards, accepting the Academy Award, right. and, he's, and he's kind of like doing either a wolf or a howl or something of triumph. He's like, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to know the context behind that one. <laughs> I don't need context. So I said, this is where it peaked, Adam. We've got it. We've got the exact uh, period issue. I mean, it looks yeah. like it's – it looks 50s or 60s to me. I mean, maybe 70s, yeah. but I looked pretty I old think school. We, yeah, I think, yeah, 50 or 60. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, after uh, after that, it's all downhill. It's all yeah, exactly. Dark Knight Returns. Watchmen, that kind of stuff. Crap, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> guys trying to get back to the peak, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they get close. They, they can see it, but uh, <laughs> Crypto planted the flag. Now, have we got a date – on the very first crypto appearance. We did it, didn't we? Am I right in saying we did the first crypto appearance recently? Yes, sir, we did. What uh, date was I that? I think it was 1955. Like, I, I would have been... Can you imagine me, like, at about 58? You know, like a teenage Davy, Frank Sinatra on the radio. I've been rolling around in one of those cars from Back to the Future. Uh, go down, pick up, <laughs> grab some comics from the local drugstore. Um, you know, that is actually that is the year from Back to the Future, isn't it? 1955, I think. So. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, can you, yeah, you, you can see me there? Maybe you'd come down to me down at the what the soda pop store, oh, yeah. or whatever they used to call it. You probably like, have like uh, one of those white shirts and you have the yeah. sleeves rolled up, cigarettes tucked in the side. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, cigarettes, maybe, but like a malt. What did you guys have? It wasn't malt like thick shakes or something big back in those days. Is that right? I've, yeah, I've heard of malts. Did you say fig shake? Thick shake. Like uh, in Australia, they call it a thick shake. It's kind of like a, a, you know, a milkshake, but like it's it is a milkshake, but they it's kind of got more ice cream or something in it, so it's a bit more creamy. Oh, okay. But yeah, I would have been knocking those bad boys back. Um, oh yeah, grab oh, yeah. a cup. I love a milkshake. I mean, I would have been just rolling around in the fifties, loving it, like Sinatra on the radio. You know what I mean as well, like just that get that get that blasting. Um, you know, uh, yeah, just yeah, really. I mean. I'm nostalgic for a time period 20 years before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, you really, uh, you were born too late. I was born you too been, late. You would have fit right in. I would have fit right in, yeah, exactly, into Smallville. Small, you know, uh, the perfect personification of small town 
American life as displayed in the context of this very uh, comic that we're reading, you know, the death of Superboy arc. So um, I should ask, Adam, what have you been doing since we've last spoken to you? What are you reading? What are you watching? Oh, um, the main thing I was reading for a while there was, um, well, I was trying to get through Claremont X-Men still. Jesus, Uh, that's a whole... Yeah, yeah. How how far are you into that? Uh, it'd be like the 150, so like okay. I'm right at the end of Burns Run, I think. So that's like Days uh, of Future Past and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I I just Great got stuff. up to Days of Future Past, which I've read before, but I'm gonna read it again. Right, fucking stuff. For sure, yeah. I'm I'm excited to get um, because I've never I don't know much about the X Men and like uh I don't know who who was like Paul Smith I think did it for a while. Good artist. JRJR. Very good artist. Yeah, Paul Smith. So. Yeah. I'll be interested to read that stuff because I hear people raving about it. And uh, mm. but yeah, I really enjoyed the burn stuff. I'll be honest. Uh, mm. Dave Cockrum stuff didn't really do it for me. Right. Um, he was before really burn, wasn't he? Up. Wasn't he before burn? Yeah, and I was really as a kid. He was one of the well, John Byrne and Dave Cockrum were like some of the earliest uh, comic book creators who I knew by name. Mm. Uh, Cockrum because of his time on Superboy and the Legion. Also, quite but, a distinctive name. Hard to forget once you hear it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, just like how I feel like Mike Grell came on to the Legion and kind of cranked things up a notch. Oh yeah. I think John Byrne did the same with X Men after Cockrum. You know, all due yeah, respect yeah, yeah. to Cockrum. I mean, it's it's classic fucking X Men. It's great stuff, yeah, you know. I sure. mean, it's I love that period. I prefer that period to later in the eighties. Personally, it's still good, but I prefer the classic, you know, um, that classic late seventies period. You know, it's into the early eighties. It's very strong. You know, there's something charming about it before it got too big. You know, yeah. there's all these other characters running around. Yeah, yeah. You know, right now you have like. You know, maybe fifteen X Men total. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's just some charm there. A lot of uh, people say that you're track. either back in the day, at least. Anyway, back in the day, you were either a Legion fan or an X Men fan. They sort of say that was a bit of a demarcation point for a lot of people. I've heard. Yeah, I would. I would think maybe Titans would fall in that group too. But yeah, fuck one Titans. Of those. I would have just fucking easily said no, <laughs> thank you to Titans. Like, if you gave me Legion back then and X Men, I would have enjoyed both like a lot and you know but titans i've never really kind of like saw the appeal i know they were big i know it was a big property and stuff but that's richard's cup of tea you know what i mean that's richard's flavor for me Uh, uh, i just keep waiting like to break through to the other side of that you know and oh this is great but you know it's that first bit isn't that great and i've read uh, I think you were talking about on your show. You were talking about the uh, what's the big one for the, the Judas Titans. contract? Yeah, and that one just never really moved the needle for me too much either. So and I, and I'm like, but, that's the one they all say is the greatest. And I'm like, Jesus, like I know, <laughs> like well, okay. I mean, it's it's okay, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. throw, we throw all this legion onto the show, and I'm like, man, this is so readable, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've read a ton of that X-Men. And look, in fairness, this might be controversial. I think as the 80s wear on, I think some of the energy goes out of the X-Men a little bit, you know? Um, I've I've struggled many times to keep going with the X-Men. As, as the 80s wear on into the late 80s, I, I dropped off and just became more of a Wolverine guy. But that, that late 70s, early 80s X-Men um, is very strong. You know, in terms of it's very readable. Like you, 
you, you mm-hmm. finish one comic and you're just ready for another one. Like uh, Claremont really kept you engaged, and the artist kept you engaged. And in fairness to him, he was juggling so many characters and all that inside one book for a long time. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, and he was doing other books too, like uh, the yeah. New Mutants. I think he wrote, and Excalibur was writing for a while. Were both like X Men yeah. things. And I'm not into those things at all. Like fuck those things. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, but I, I mean, I will oh, defend yeah. Alan Davis to yeah. my dying breath because I just love his artwork. But yeah, yeah I couldn't get into Excalibur really. Yeah, I'm just like, no, thank you. They're like, wow, it's it's, it's set in the UK and it's got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> if <laughs> I'd enough. been uh, reading back then, I would have been. And where's my fucking solo Wolverine? It didn't come until '88, <laughs> and I and I bought. I would this be worth anything? So back in the day, in in the '80s, when I was heavily into. Judge Dredd and Punisher, much like now. Yeah. And um, when they launched the Wolverine solo title with a ton of publicity, the ongoing, I bought it for like the first five issues. Would those issues, I don't own them anymore, but would they be, have been worth anything like now? Yeah, I think for a little bit. You're talking about the actual ongoing and not the miniseries? Yes. Yeah, no, the, the ongoing that, that started in 88, like where he's in Madripoor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a, a little bit. I don't know, you know, you know, if they were in excellent condition or whatever. Would Nick Cage be throwing one point two mil my way or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Oh, no. but, uh, <laughs> so, you know, maybe maybe a couple hundred bucks. Imagine if there's a knock on your door to Nick Cage. I hear you've got Wolverine one. I want it. You know, <laughs> I want it real bad. I'd be like, how bad, Nick? <laughs> How bad do you want it? Nick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, was watching something online just before you called. Uh, it was him trying on that Superman costume. Oh yeah, that's gold. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish that my... had happened. You know, just for the sheer oh, fucking yeah. like, I love Nick Cage and I love Tim Burton a lot of the time, and I'm just there's a part of me that just thinks, man, I just wish that shit had happened. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's what, when people are like, God, I'm glad that didn't happen. And I'm like, why? Why would yeah. you be glad it didn't happen? Like, if yeah. it was bad, you could have just moved on. And, exactly, yeah. You know, like, I wish all these things happened. Like, the Justice League Mortal. Oh, I wish that. J.J. Abrams, yeah. Superman. Ugh, yeah. I don't know about J.J. Fuck J.J. Um, uh, I mean, that one sounded pretty bad. It was yeah. like um, Kryptonian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever was the thing. <laughs> yeah, but you are right. You are right, though. Like, if the film comes out and it's a stinker like Batman and Robin, I mean, we move on. You know, like it's yeah. you're not chained to that kind of thing forever. Like, if you're an A, if you're one of the actors, yeah, it's an embarrassment on your resume. But as a fan, like, it's disappointing at the time. But you you do move on. They they're always churning and burning yeah. with new projects. And even if it is bad, it sometimes it can be fun to revisit. Like I, exactly. I'll say, Batman and Robin, you oh, know, yeah. might be fun to revisit. I couldn't say that for like that Fantastic Four movie that came out yeah. recently, but oh, I've watched Batman and Robin again. Like I, I own it. Yeah. I, I've got the. I'm looking at it now. I've got the the um the Batman Blu-ray set of the original four movies. Oh, you know? nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's on there. Like I mean, look, yeah. I'll, look, I'll, I'll I'll happily rewatch it. You know, on a Saturday night yeah. when I'm just flying solo, just for the sheer fun of it. Why not, you know? Yeah, that was a big one for me. I was, uh, like, five, so I was probably getting some of my first comic books and chill stuff. Out. Seeing that in the like, chill out. Chill <laughs> out. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, the Ice Age. 
And um, Bane's doesn't even talk. It's so Bane is so bad. It's so. Yeah, I remember being so disappointed because uh, I loved him in the animated series. And, it's so yeah, terrible what they did to Bane, though. They, yeah. Like it's like, did you have to do that to Bane? Really? Like, you know, and and such a what's even weirder is in '97 Bane was like probably as big as he ever was. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. I mean, this is within what. A few years of yeah. nightfall, right? Like he was a big factor in the in the Batman books, kind of thing. Like, you know, and he was known as the guy who broke Batman's back. So if he was ever going to be in something and have a presence, but instead he's just like the hapless stooge. And it's like, really? <laughs> yeah, at least uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises was more in line yes. with him as far as characterization. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. All right, so. Um, I guess well, sh- actually, I wanted to ask you. You asked me, "Is there anything that you've been reading?" A ton of Judge Dredd. Um, I'm a ton of Judge Dredd. I started. Yeah. I mean, I, Judge Dredd for me is just a hole that I just fall into every now and then. And I'm reading the magazine from pretty much the start. Not quite the start, but I started reading the magazine from. They relaunched it after 14 issues into a volume two. So I started reading from, the, from that because I'd read all the previous stuff mm. many times. So. Cool. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I plan to keep on going, and I am skipping like the magazine. It's I'm reading all the dread, and if any yeah. of the tangential, I'm giving the tangential stuff a try. Um, that's it's all kind of in dread's world, but not starring dread. So if I like it, I keep reading, and I'm reading a really good Alan Grant series called The Bad Man, which is kind of leading mm. up to the apocalypse that destroyed dread's world. Um, and I'm enjoying that, and and my plan is yeah, just keep going on that, and I'm gee, yeah, I'm I'm really focusing on a lot of 2008 stuff like old stuff um and it's all part of my plan it, it's because of the case files because i've been churning those case files the judge read in order kind of thing so i'm up mm-hmm. to i'm up to uh issue 32 of that which is in around 2003 i think oh wow um, i didn't know it was that uh current was as far as you've gotten yeah yeah so i've read all of them um up until that and i've been reading you know, I, I restarted reading in about Case Files 20, which is, you know, and at a certain point at about 23 or 24 is when I dropped off the title uh, back in the, you know, 90s. So it's been f- fascinating. Like, I'm, and what I'm loving is, dude, for me, it's all new material. You know, I've not read any of it, really. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's awesome. I, like, with me, with the Legion, I got to the point where I, it was going through what you're going through and yeah. just having all this stuff to read. And then eventually I hit the bottom of the pile and yeah. you know, now I don't really have much, but uh, well, the thing with yeah, case it's a good f- feeling to have something you love and just be able to tear through it. Well, Rebellion do such a great job, like with the whole 2008 property, like they package it all. You can get it all from their website uh, in, in digital as well. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all digitally yeah. available. They've really done a good job um, in shepherding the property. And like, so case files, 36 of them have been released, which takes it through to, I want to say, around 2004-ish, you know? Um, and yeah. I, I own all 36 on my shelf, but but I'm just up to 32. And um, mm, okay. and they they put out, like, two a year, so I'll just keep buying them, you know? And, and it, it covers yeah. all the dread in 2000 AD, plus it, it, they now cover the magazine Dread starring stories so hmm. that's what that's why they're so far behind because they put all the 2000 ad stuff together and then the the magazine dread stories that they, they put in as well uh, you know in the same case file so it's great stuff and yeah it's a pleasure and i guess because john wagner who was the co-creator of dread 
he writes, you know, ninety five percent of it. You know what I mean? Like so, mm-hmm. really, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it's definitely sometimes it's it's he he pumps out an issue, but I mean, my God, who wouldn't pump out an issue, dude, when you're doing it fucking weekly? You know, yeah, um, yeah, for I this guess, many yeah. years, and as sort of time goes on, they bring in other writers like Dan Abnett. Uh, you know, was a dread writer, and plenty of other writers come into it in in later years. But no, it's 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 an absolute pleasure. So that that is kind of been my primary thing outside of the show that I've been reading and um, yeah, really enjoying. And I um, was talking to Jimmy Terzis, uh on Jimmy's Jargon not long ago, and um, we got our hands on Dragnet, the sixty show. Um, of course he did. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been watching some of that. And it's got the old guy from MASH in it. Um, Colonel, not Colonel Blake, but the other guy, Harry Potter, or Sh- Sherman Potter or whatever, you know, the white-haired guy. Um, mm, so he, I don't think I do. He's like the second... If you've ever seen MASH, there's the original guy, Henry Blake, who's the kind of fun-loving guy with the, the fishing things in his hat and stuff. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And then the second guy, Sherman Potter, is kind of older and kind of a bit more strict, and he's just different. Well, he's he's the police partner. So we, I watched a little, little bit of Dragnet, but most of my time I've been spending reading Judge Red, to be honest. Um, when I have was Dragnet the one that had uh, uh, Andy Griffith, or was that Matlock? Matlock. Dragnet's got Jack oh. Webb. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was who was the guy? Um, so yeah, that, I got turned on to that from Jimmy. But I've just been watching a few episodes. It had a really good episode called The Interrogation, where they were investigating a fellow cop for suspected, you know, crime. And it was just them in the interrogation room with him. Um, oh, yeah. It was really good, actually. Like a real close. Yeah, man, that's, you know? that's right up your alley, too, you know. Yeah, the era, the uh, content, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But yeah, on Dread, I was going to say, uh, that's something I've, you know, as long as I've known and talked to you, I know how much you love Dread, and I've always... Uh, been meaning to kind of dig into that a bit more myself. Uh, you should. So, yeah. Well, you yeah. you know what you should do? You should start with Case Files, but don't start with Case Files 1 because it's so raw. You know what I mean? Mm. And yeah, you just I read getting, a bit of that really stuff. Yeah, like, but you, by about Case Files 3 and 4, it's really catching fire. You know, really, you can go pretty early. Just don't start at the start start. You know what I mean? And once mm-hmm. you get your... Yeah, I'll, uh... And once you get no, your feet ahead. wet, well, I was going to say, once you get your feet wet and you've read a few, then you're in the flow, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it's kind of um, like, let the I magic unwind. The of, yeah, I have the, the Best of Dread collection. It's like a more of a thick, it's mm. not really like a trade paperback, but it's like bigger. Um, and yeah. I was reading a bit of that, and there was one story arc in there that was really interesting to me. And Which was It's one you talked about on the show, I forget what it's called, but Apocalypse I might War? go back. And, Apocalypse War? What's that? Was it Apocalypse no. War? What was the what was the give me the basic thing? What happened? Uh, I just remember in the first story, there's like uh, one of these uh, cops, and he's in like a quarantine mm. uh, bubble, and then he, something happens to him. He's got some kind of virus. Yeah, that uh, does ring a bell. Yeah, I I'll forget what that's down. called, but yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, he has yeah. something wrong with him. Um, yeah, he one, ages, it doesn't he? Really, Isn't it uh, stooky, a stooky gland? He ages. Is that it? Mm, like, I don't know. I don't remember. The stooky glands are these things which I think preserve life, but if you stop taking them, they're addictive. So if you stop taking them, you massively age and die. That sounds pretty cool, but yeah, I don't think that was this because this was more like, a, you know, maybe he had 
gets taken over by a virus or something. Right, yeah. There's a lot of great dread, man. And, and like, honestly, it started in 77. By the time you hit 1980, it's fucking cranking. You know, if, mm. if actually, if I was going to su- suggest, I could give you a suggestion. I'd say start reading from around the Judge Child Quest, which I think we did on the show. And I could give you the case file that that's in, but it's probably case files three or four, you know? Did you say the Judge Child? Quest, yeah, the Judge Child Quest, okay. which is where Dread went into yeah. the space, basically, and on this quest it to find It looks this like kid. that's in this book. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be checking out this book and then maybe going on from what I liked there and when, picking up the case files. Yeah, when we I finish. think it was the Cursed Earth is the one I was talking about. Oh, that's gold. Yeah, well, the, see, that's yeah. where it's really starting to crank, man. You know, like, yeah. you, you get involved in that, and he's a great character, like, in, in a crazy fucking world. Like, they don't hold back, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> which is what I like about it. Like, it's 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 a great fucking... Well, they're, they're doing a story, or just did a story called End of Days, where apparently the Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse turn up. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and, and apparently it's the real Horsemen kind of thing. And, like, they're, <laughs> they're, the thing is, the world... Is end is basically ended. That was I heard the writer talk about. It. He goes, "Listen, Dread's world really has ended. You know, like Earth. You know, it's it's like it's, they're in the apocalypse. They're in the apocalypse. Like they're they're barely hanging on because of like the nuclear wars and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the the whole thing is the the judges are just trying to put a lid on the insanity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love it. I love that kind of stuff, man. Maintain as much order as they can. Was that Al Ewing that wrote that recent one, probably? It wasn't, but he does write Dread. Oh. It was, um, uh, yeah. oh, Jesus, I, 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 the guy's name slips my mind, but he's one of the big Dread writers at the moment. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, it, it's not Al Ewing, but it easily could have been. It's it, it's right around yeah. that kind of uh, era. Al yeah. Ewing's a little bit earlier because Al Ewing now does primarily American comics. But um, right, it's right. not Robbie Morrison. But but guys like Al Ewing are the kind of guys they brought on who who really did a lot of good stuff. So yeah, man. I mean, Jesus, we could talk forever about Dread. I know I could. <laughs> and and it's so funny because I'll send you images of a Dread just beating up punks and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, this is justice. <laughs> this is because <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I hear about rights and stuff, I always just think, fucking give me the control of the judges. <laughs> Get in there. You know what I mean? Like. I know some people are like, oh, police brutality, but I'm like, civil disobedience must be crushed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to be in charge of that kind of aspect of, of law and order, you know, like... I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I've often said, like, you know, how they're always like, you know what pisses me off? And you've got a lot of this in the States. You know how you've got whole areas that are just fucking hammered by like drug dealers and and not just dealers but like the manufacturing plants that make the drugs and all that and the way we just kind of give up on the areas i hate you know mm, you, you yeah, know how yeah, they're yeah. just like oh well you can't go down to such and such because like it's all fucking crawling with dealers and you know gang violence and like fucking oh you know meth labs and blah blah all this shit and the way we're just like oh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's too hard. But I'm like, oh, please give me the force, you know, and and I'll be getting in there. I'll have tanks rolling down the fucking streets. You know what I mean? And and yeah. like my vision is that's my vision, man. I close my eyes and I see it, and 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 like armed soldiers bursting into the labs, like you know, arresting everybody. Um, 
I don't see it as being that impossible to, you know, like sort of, yeah, hard, yeah, de- definitely not easy, but not, I, I don't get this whole like, oh, we've just given up on the city kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I hear what you mean. Um, you know, that might have to do with like, you know, pushing it all into the bad neighborhoods and then, you yeah, know, but that's what I'm saying. Really it, it, these so-called bad neighborhoods, like people are, innocent people are, are, are just caught in this maelstrom of just, sort of just total crime. You know, like, there'd, there'd be yeah. people in, 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 living there who have, you know, are, are victims themselves. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I just, that's just the way I see it, man. I mean, some people are like, oh, too simplistic. I'm like, not really. Just someone who has the courage to actually do it, burn out the cancer. You know what I mean? And, of course, right now, yeah, it's all I like, mean... oh, defund the police. But I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, ramp up the police. To almost like, let's go from police to army is kind of where I am, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know where you're at. Right. <laughs> you've, heard it, you've heard it all before. Adam's just I've like, can we start all. talking about Legion? And I'm, I'm like lost in my Judge Red fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's a slippery slope with Dave. But no, uh, I respect that opinion, Dave. And uh, yeah, good, I do man. agree with you that there's a lot of people being, uh, you know, yeah. lives being ruined by... And some people would say it's like a victimless crime, drugs. But of course, oh, there's all that. this stuff that comes with it, right? No, I'm sorry. It's far from a victimless no, fucking crime. Like, yeah, yeah they, they can say that behind a fucking prison cell after I put them in it, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually watching a, a documentary about Bigfoot on oh, yeah. uh, Hulu, okay. but it was kind of more about yeah. uh, marijuana right. in uh, California. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, because it wasn't ac- – he, he kind of immediately knows that Bigfoot didn't kill these people, but that it was – uh, a drug thing, right. and I was just like, man, people actually die for marijuana. Like to to me at this point, uh, you know, twenty twenty one, it's just like, yeah, uh, it just seems so harmless, you know. And I do, and I and look, uh, I do. I mean, look, I've said many times on the show, I used to get stoned in the nineties. Yes, marijuana can have some harmful side effects. Um, it can really, you know, uh, bring on schizophrenic episodes and stuff. But yeah. on the flip side, like fuck. Look! Look at all the stuff alcohol can do. You know, um, I don't yeah, think exactly. mar- marijuana should be illegal. How bad prohibition was? Yeah, no. I, by no means do I think marijuana should be illegal. Like honestly, I, I, I think it's it, it should be used in moderation and all that. But no, people shouldn't be going to jail for marijuana possession and stuff. But yeah, and yeah. that was my thing is like people were you know dying and being killed over this, and it's just like, geez, you know, now it just seems kind of more. Harmless. Also, um, not worth it, man. Just to get a bit of a chill out mood going. I'm not going to die for it, you know. Um, yeah. Well, these were like the you know the smugglers or whatever. Yeah, but I guess with it being legalized, you think in a lot of states in the US. I'm not sure of its exact legal status here. I know they're pushing to get to to make it more legal, uh, but I think I think it's still illegal. Um, but I think you can get it medicinally now, which is there you can get it you know can't you for could you just go do you need a card if you in your state if you like let's just say you wanted to buy some marijuana do you need like a a prescription from your doctor to go down and buy some yeah in my state i think it's a state-by-state thing so like california or colorado i think you can just go buy it right but if you're in ohio i think you could probably get it but you'd have to have a uh, doctor's card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people like. But I also know somebody that was like, you know, uh, 
uh, my elbow kind of hurts. Oh, and fuck they yeah. Had, like, this, yeah, they had like this bullshit um, of course. Uh, doctor visit online yeah. over a camera. And it's like, okay, here's a card. And <laughs> Well, yeah, of course. I mean, look at me right now. I've got massive knee pain. I'd be like, man, I just need someone to take the edge off at night. I heard yeah. marijuana can really helpfully put you to sleep, which it can, uh, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. I've got really bad insomnia. And, you know, boo-hoo, you know, yeah, and just turn it on for the doctor for fucking five minutes. <laughs> and, and then and then you just, like, swear I've got a ticket. But, but by the same token, do I think that's bad? No, I think that's good. Again, certainly people who have a lot of pain um, and chronic pain, it, you know, it can yeah. be good. I mean, honestly, I, I've got no desire at all to, to blaze up anymore, but that's only because I blazed so fucking hard in the 90s for a few years. <laughs> but but um, there's a little bit of me somewhere inside of me. If I was kicking back on a beach in, like, beautiful Hawaii, you know, and, like, if someone said yep. to me, oh, there's an edible cookie, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, why not? You know, like, the the, the, the think, thought of back in the 90s, we were always smoking it, and that holds no appeal for me, you know? But if someone said to me, David, you've got a big day off today after you finish this show and you're going to be deep into your fucking gaming... And some, would you like a little cookie? A little part of me might be like, you know what? Why not? Like, you know, let me, let me, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've heard, you know, they have like gummies or whatever. And, uh, you Michelle know. comes home. I, I, mean, I said, guess, can you know, all sorts of stuff. Michelle comes home. I'm lost in GTA and they're grateful that are just blaring. She's like, what's going on? I just turned towards my eyes, blood red. You go, I just had a couple of cookies. <laughs> just had a couple of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleepy. It's like it's 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 like six thirty p.m. I'm sleepy. I need to go have a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty harmless see drug, you know. Really, I honestly think like it can bring on schizophrenic episodes in some people, though. That's the that's the one thing I would say, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, but yeah, I mean, even you just saying that makes me, you know, curious about what other, you know, what's the argument against it. But, yeah. Well, that, I think that's one of the main things that, that psychologists yeah, do say, yeah. and it, it's not physically addictive, but it is psychologically. Um, supposedly. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll tell you a funny story just to wrap this up with a bow. Where I, because I did blaze fairly hard for about three years, and then I, um, I pretty much burned out on it. I was just, I wasn't getting any enjoyment. <laughs> My friendship group wasn't what it, you know, it was just the whole scene had kind of changed, and they were all kind of. A lot of them were moving into harder drugs, frankly, and at, which held no interest. And um, I remember thinking, I'm done. You know, I, I, I sort of don't need to hang on with these people. I'm not interested in getting stoned anymore. Like, time to switch gears. You know, time to go and find mm-hmm. some uh, decent girls. You know what I mean? And, hey, good uh, choice, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I do remember, so uh, for two weeks, I really missed the so-called kind of group that I was hanging around in. You know, like, I, I really wanted to, even though relations weren't at a fantastic level, for about two weeks, I kind of craved going there. I'm sure some of that was like, I want to get stoned and have that feeling, you know. And then it was nothing. Yeah. So, and, and by no means was it was I sweating or anything, but it was like, it was force of habit kind of stuff because I was, I was as much changing my peers as I, as I was going off you know getting stoned for about two weeks and then nothing at all like literally no you know no desire whatsoever um at all and so if that's as bad as a fucking it gets it wasn't that bad you know 
It was, and I sort of missed, what I missed, I think, was the clarity that comes with, you know, supposedly being sober. Like, I I felt like in some ways I kind of wasn't living life fully because I was kind of a bit numb and a bit stoned, like, so many nights. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, I wasn't fully engaging. I wasn't playing as much tennis and I wasn't reading as much, you know, like, um, because I was also doing uni. Uh, But... I, I felt like aspects of my life had kind of been put on hold, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess I could understand that. I mean, I've never really done it, uh, mm. so that's but, just uh, what I thought, you know. But it was interesting, 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 uh, interesting time period. Now, now that we finished our drug discussion, um, <laughs> yeah. Casey Jones driving that train high on cocaine. Um, I remember your, your uh, drug discussion on the signal uh, and seeing how uh, scandalized uh, Rich seems to be. By oh, Rich, yeah, poor Rich. <laughs> he just has a different standard for what oh, kind of hard yeah. drugs these. Oh, Rich, Rich using. thought Rich, Rich was convinced that that fucking get, that those guys falling behind, like uh, you know, their studio fell apart because of marijuana. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Rich, it was crack cocaine or something, man. Like. <laughs> Or fucking heroin. Like, they, you know, like, a few game designers getting stoned wasn't the fucking problem, you know? Like, yeah, I don't think so. No, Rich is, Rich is very, um, he's kind of a product of the 80s, like, just say no, you know? Um, yeah, Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan, just say no. He kind of took that to heart. Now, we, right. We're starting with Legion of Superheroes 37, a fantastic cover, I do want to say, where Superboy's crashing through a Welcome to Smallville sign. Um, yeah, very Now, I'm going to name the people. These issues... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'm going to name the people on the cover. So, obviously, Superboy, Brainiac, uh, Cosmic Boy. Um, hmm. Is it... Uh, what's her name? Shadow Lass or something? Is that her? <clears throat> um, I'm bringing it up now, but I think it's probably uh, Night Girl, who Night is from Girl. the subs. And she yeah, Night Girl's the one who has her power only in darkness or night, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have, is that Monel in the cape? Yep. And, oh, gee, I always get this guy confused. Is that Ultra Boy? Yep. Yep. Oh, well, I did pretty well there. Um, yeah, well done. Thank you. Now... Take us through the basic pitch of this first issue of Death of Superboy. Adam, I'll give I'll sure. hand over to you. Um, yeah, well, first I was going to say, these two issues of Legion are actually a little bit harder to find, uh, maybe a little more valuable. Really? Uh, I had a little trouble tracking them down, yeah. Just when you say valuable, how much thing. are we talking? Are we talking about like hundreds of dollars or, or what? No, just like, you know, uh, eight or ten bucks or something. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Um... But also, you can find them collected in uh, the Man of Steel trade paperback collection, Volume 4, or the new hardcover, Volume uh, 2. Sweet, which I'm about to order, actually, because I've got the first hardcover. So this full arc is... That's what I meant to ask you. This full arc is in the Man of Steel, Volume 2, yeah? Yeah, you can't hardcover. get in any Legion collections, just, uh, okay. just Man of Steel. But that's good to know. Okay, that's good to know. Because actually, yeah. th- th- well, you know what? You've just sold a fucking... DC should give you a fucking commission because you just sold a copy with that I description. You should get a check. You should get a little nice. check. Yeah. yeah. It's a good run, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, it will be good for you to read that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I there's bits of it I, that I'm a 
be critical of. But this Legion stuff I love. But I, look, I, I'm not as hot on Burns like fucking, oh, let's make Superman less powerful and all this bullshit. Like, I'm like, no, I prefer him very powerful. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I prefer him, like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, oh, let's water down Superman. Yeah, you make him more fucking air quotes realistic. I'm like, he's still not realistic. You know, like, like, why not let him be as powerful as, like, normal? Like, where he can do shit like, you know, fly through time and carry planets around and all that stuff. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I like that part of Superman. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. Um, there is just some, you know, almost to your point, there's some weird things in that burn run. Like, uh, they kind of explain his powers a lot rather than, you know, it used to just be like, he can fly. How does he fly? Yeah. It, well, he can fly. That's why. That's it. <laughs> but in the burn run, it's like well, he flies because he has telekinetic powers. Right. Um, I don't so like that at all. Always interesting. I hate that kind of like let's get scientific. You know, like it's fucking annoying. Actually, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, uh, I still liked. It was just a good place to jump on. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I hear you. You don't have. I, I hear you. Right. I hear you there. Oh. All right. Well, let's get into the issue. Yeah. So, what's going on? All right, so there's been some uh, destruction at the Time Institute and the Legion helping rebuild. I'm not really sure what happened. I uh, don't remember. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they're trying to fix things. Uh, you got a whole bunch of Legionnaires, Sun Boy, Lightning Lass, uh, Colossal Boy, Ultra Boy, Monel, and this little bug guy. He's called Circadius Sinius. He's a supporting character that works at the Time Institute. Cool. Um... And then we see that, uh, I thought it was interesting on this one page, you have Timberwolf and Block carrying the time bubble. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. Yeah, definitely. And it was, struggling. it was interesting to me because Block is kind of struggling where Timberwolf has yeah. it fine. Is Timberwolf, uh, I meant to ask you, is Timberwolf like really strong? Because I didn't realize he was that strong. Yeah, we read a story a while back and it said that he was like the fourth strongest Legionnaire after Superboy, Monel, and Ultra Boy. So that's um, very strong. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's up there. Yeah, that was, and that's what's was surprising because that seems like there should be Block's like whole thing, you know? Yeah. If Block isn't strong, what is he good at, really? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's kind of dumb as um, well. Like it's not like he's smart. He's kind of stupid. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say, yeah, he's just being dumb, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's his power. <laughs> a dumb piece of rock. Dave and they even not say a block they call him stuff like Pebble Brain and stuff all the time. You know, like Pebblehead. <laughs> um, but so Brainy has constructed a larger time bubble mm. and he's about to call in the whole team to take down the time trapper because uh, Cosmic Boy has discovered on his vacation with uh, Night Girl in these miniseries that, <laughs> yeah he had a four issue miniseries uh, right around the Legends yes series um but yeah he discovered that something's going on with time and we got to investigate uh and as brainy's about to call in the rest of the team polar boy freezes his ring and he says uh now that i'm the leader i made arrangements with the science police or the united planets or something that oh earth gov that we don't want to pack everybody up and leave and how did polar boy become good... leader like who um, voted for him I love Polar Boy. I know you love him, but uh, but, but he's a he's a substitute member who who snuck into a main leadership role. 
snuck in. How he, dare you? No, he, he <laughs> snuck in, and then all of a sudden he's leading them? I'm like, what kind of rigged election was this? Well, um, so normally, they, you know, like we said, they have the reader vote. Yeah. But even in the story, they made it where uh, he was campa- campaigning really hard to get the leadership, which isn't something – it goes against Legion tradition. Yeah, I don't like it. For people to camp, you know, campaign. Yeah, and I don't like it. That's a strike against him in my book. Yeah, I mean, he's been leading, you know, if you think about it, he's been leading the sub since the very beginning. So he has more leadership experience than anybody else. Not more than Dream Girl. <laughs> I mean, Dream Girl is a pretty great leader, so I'll give you that. Fantastic leader. Like, look, Dream Girl <laughs> at one point in the story endorses him, which I felt was kind of like for readers like me who are kind of pissed off, you know? Um, <laughs> Does she? I don't think Dream Girl's in this one, is she? No, there's a yeah. Right at the end, she, she at one point she she has like a sort of cameo, and she's like, oh, "I just want to tell you, Polar Boy, I think you're doing a great job." And she gives him a wink. Oh, does she? Yeah, she kind of just she flounces by and says that to him, and I thought that was like for readers like me who were kind of pissed off. Uh. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. And, and, yeah, and, and as always, I'm on the Dream Girl siding, so I think uh, listeners yeah. will appreciate that. Always. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this event, this storyline in particular, is kind of a black mark on Polar Boy's uh, leadership. Oh. And uh, oh. really, I don't think you know things kind of go downhill during his term. You yeah. know, whether or not it's his fault. But anyway. well, he was only so, a substitute. Yeah. He should have stayed a substitute. That's my opinion. <laughs> should have stayed in the subs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Polar Boy lets him take those people that he has with him. Uh, it's basically Brainy, Cosmic Boy, uh, Night Girl, uh, that's Ultra Boy, Monel, Sun Boy, Brainiac 5, Block, and Invisible Kid. Um, they say something like, I don't know why you picked this team. Yeah. And I just never I really understood why team. he didn't pick that team. I thought it was a pretty strong team. It is, but it's also like, why why make a comment about that if you're not going to like, yeah. if there isn't, I don't know. Well, we've got it's to pick the, someone. You know, we've got, like a, we've got a textual reason. Yeah, I, I thought it was. A, I mean, you could argue Night Girl, you know, but um, I thought it was a pretty strong lineup. You know, you've got Brainy, you've got Monel, you've got is it Sunboy? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's. I, I don't think it's a bad team, frankly. No, I don't either. I just. It was just weird that they made the statement, but I. There is one reason I think some of these people were picked to go, and I'll. I'll get that. I'll get okay. to that on our next issue. Okay. But um, Nightgirl also says that uh, besides, when he was running the substitute heroes, Polar Boy was known for his courage yeah. and intuition, not logic. And Cosmic Boy's like, oh, great. No, he's like, I, I, I also agree with Cosmic Boy's comment there where he's like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love the time bubble going through time. And, and Monel's pushing it. Yeah, Monel's fine. Because yeah, Monel exactly. really has Superboy's powers, doesn't he? He has like strong powers himself. Like, um... yeah, pretty much equal. I mean, you might even say, uh, I think sometimes they say he's even stronger. But um, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, lead is obviously a more common substance than kryptonite. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Give yeah. that as a mark against him. If the time bubble <laughs> was made of lead, he'd be struggling. Uh. <laughs> oh, but you know, actually, he often has the. He's often got the formula, so it's not even his weakness anymore, so I guess that would make him stronger. And he's got to stay juiced up on that formula, doesn't he? He takes that kind of like a supplement, right? Is that right? 
sometimes it's a supplement. Sometimes it's like a permanent thing, and then sometimes the permanent thing re- wears, wears off. off yeah, you know. which we saw. It's, right. uh, yeah. Okay, but but it's it, yeah. it's often a kind of yeah, it's an issue kind of thing. Like you know, that they can play right. up. Yeah. All right, but I do it's love the, I do it. love that that page where we see him going through time and like the different colors and stuff. Like I think it's beautiful artwork and nice coloring. You know. Yeah, I do too. Uh, they were trying to fly back, uh, or they were trying to fly to the end of time, which so, I don't really understand why they were flying to find time trapper. Time to find to time the... trapper. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right though. But why is he going backwards? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would think he'd be going to the future, but um, maybe it's like uh, they say later that like the end of time and the beginning of time are like the same thing. I don't know. And I do remember in one Superboy issue, Superboy did actually go to the end of time and then came back to the start of time. He did like a lap um, to get oh, somewhere. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> like he did. He was. He just did this full fucking lap of time, and I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, I, I guess so, Superboy. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it just sounds like something he would do, just like, oh, better take a quick lap through history, like that time he went and found Cinderella's slipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a fucking genius. I, I love the original Superboy so much. Um, but yeah, but then they have some problems, and then they basically crash land in Smallville, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I love that, it, that yes. Superboy's got Welcome to Smallville, Homer Superboy, and a massively big sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, that's, which is actually on the cover. Yeah, and that is um, I like I also thought that could have been in modern time where they refer back, you know, like a tourist place might refer back to it being the original home, a Superboy, oh, right. like yeah. like Wally West. Don't they do that with Wally West? As whatever the place is in Stargirl or something, you know, it's the home of Kid Flash. Yeah, Wally West, Blue Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in instead, it's actually like 1950s-style uh, America um, that they know right. Superboy from because they used to go back in time to Superboy and we see a reference to Bob Cobb. We might remember him. That Was he the pencil salesman or something? like? <laughs> yeah, brush salesman. Brush salesman, sorry, yeah. And the police department, like it's all really kind of antiquated style. Like it's clearly not even 70s, is it? Like it's more like 50s. Yeah, it's got a, and it's got the like uh, uh, supporting cast with the police park or Chief Parker, I think is yeah, his name. I love it. Yeah. What do you think of yeah, the artwork of some, Pete Ross? Know, fish out of water stuff with the Legion there. Pete Ross oh, isn't ahead. looking great on page. Uh, what page is eleven? When when he goes, buddy, are we glad to see you? You're proof everything's okay here. And then you see Pete Ross's expression was like, sure, everything's okay. It has been for weeks. That artwork isn't great. Where you see his eyes rolling up and stuff. He looks like he's gonna puke or something. Yeah, he or pass like, out. Or he's being sarcastic. I was like, is he being sarcastic when he's making these comments? Like, and look at the, and look at <laughs> look at the artwork above him where his mouth's just open. It doesn't. It looks like a mannequin. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a, a weird choice. Uh, yeah, we should mention this is written by Paul Levitz, art by Greg LaRoque, cover by Steve Lytle. Uh, and I think Greg LaRoque mostly does a pretty good job, but um, yeah, there's a few things here. There's a panel later with Superboy, and he's doing a weird thing with his eyes that I'm sure will Well, catch. I think Greg, Greg LaRoque may not have mastered faces of some people yet. Like, if you look on, if you look on page 12... When it, when it, when that guy says to him, "Is that why you guys came?" and then is it Cosmic Boy says it might be connected, Pete. Like that face doesn't look great, you know. Like it's it's just like he fully hasn't mastered 
putting life into the artwork of the face. It looks very sort of, it looks very dummy-like to me. It looks like a Ken doll. Or yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just something about the, you can see it's a work in progress. Like this is an artist in his early days kind of thing. So I'm not being too critical when I make these comments. Like Greg LaRocque, I loved on Flash. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And you know, uh, he's not my favorite from like this era. Uh, and uh, Keith Giffen comes back before too long, but sure. I think he does a you know a very serviceable job yes, and you that, know sometimes yeah. great job. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you and I in fact can see where he's going. I think part of it too is like that obsession with making all the men look like kind of Bruce Wayne. Everyone's got to be so muscular and stuff. Like I sometimes think that hurts the artwork. You know, like when if you look on page thirteen when they're going coming into Mar and Pa's store. That the, all three of those guys look like variations on a theme, you know? Like, yeah, true, yeah. Like, you know, this one guy's got his fucking sweater Yeah, there sweatering. it's particularly bad, but, like, on the page before that, you see Cosmic Boy, and, you know, he looks a little bit smaller. So he has different body types at yeah. time, but yeah. maybe not always so consistent. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I mean, honestly, it's kind of laughable, like, the amount of guys that are all looking the same. <laughs> it's almost like it, it almost could be cloned. Like when, when Superboy comes in and he's like, you're making me blush, Cosmic Boy, and then you see them going, Superboy, we'll worry about it. Nice to see you, chum. All three of those guys, two of them especially, look almost fucking identical. You know? Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, know. there's just slight variations in like the yeah. hairstyle. Yeah. But I mean, I, I get it. Like, I don't, you know, it's it would be hard to draw three dark-haired guys like you know i could draw one but <laughs> i couldn't draw one but, but yeah, i'm not I, I'm, I not, I'm not a paid comic book artist you know like it's not my profession um true i'm just putting it out there i'm just you know i like i you know me i like to make my comments and uh you, you know on the internet they're always like oh all the what do they say all the white straight males blah 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 i mean i'm more like why are we why have we got three lookalikes you know couldn't be very to look up greg laroque yeah i guess my point was more just that um, I could see that being a challenge as an artist, not sure. that, you know, as an artist, you should be up to the challenge, but yeah. you know, when well, you have the Legion and it's like, well, here's two redheaded guys that you have and <laughs> lightning lad and Sunboy, and some artists do a really good job at drawing them distinctly. Yeah. But you know, I think some artists and I think Greg LaRocque at this time was probably more early in his career, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I definitely... And he's going off yeah, the, the Ken doll model kind of look, isn't he? Like, they're very Ken-like when I look at them, you know? Like, yeah, I could see that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, I mean... Yeah, anyway, it's it, it's a minor aside. And, and luckily, Superboy <laughs> escapes it because he's got the glasses on, so which helps, you know? And, and his face is a bit thinner and stuff, like... So, yeah, he, yeah. he does a very good Superboy, actually, in fairness to him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Superboy definitely looks... Special compared to the other ones. Maybe now, what has Superboy got? got Superboy basically got action figures down in his basement of of the whole league. Yeah, he's always got these little statues, and sometimes he uses them to like summon or it. be summoned by the Legion. I love it. It's awesome. He's got like a full action figure collection in the eighties, like down or in the fifties even. Like, I mean, he could be so busted if like fucking Lana Lang came down and she's like, "Well, what's going <laughs> on here?" Like with all these statues that are like way advanced, like technology. But... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Compared to you know, um, shitty nineteen fifties like statues, like you know, and in these futuristic futuristic uh, clothing, 
Yeah, and yeah. she's probably seen them. She's actually probably seen the Legion around in yeah. these different stories. You know, well, she's been in. She was a late insect girl. Oh right, right, yeah. Yes, she, I don't know she, if they like wipe her mind or something though. Yeah, they probably should. <laughs> they probably but, uh, should wipe with, her. Yeah, mind. with uh, Pete Ross, the whole thing with Pete Ross is he's Superboy's best friend, and he discovered yes. Superboy's identity. Superboy doesn't know that he has his. He knows his identity on that camping and, trip. We all know it. We all know what's it. that on the camping trip. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm familiar with it from yeah. the endless flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, like I feel time. like I was on that fucking trip. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Why did he? Why did he ever not say to, Why did he never say to Superboy, "I know your identity, Superboy"? Why? Why was he so determined to keep it a secret from Superboy that he knew his secret? I don't remember why. That's a good point, but yeah. Like if it's like best buddies, at some point you can say, "Listen, Clark, drop the fucking act. I know you said, boy, I, I saw you change on the camping trip. The end of the conversation. Yeah. Like you know, at the time, I think it might have been like, I don't want to make Superboy feel silly because he does so many good things. All right, yeah, like yeah, the the full nineteen fifties Superboy is just the best. I don't want him to like you know <laughs> yeah. interfere with his schedule. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that one. Um, yeah, yeah, but well, yeah, I think uh, he never actually reveals that he knows him until like in the Superman era. Yes. Um, maybe in the DC Comics Presents or something. Well, anyway. in DC does as well. Doesn't he? Uh, Does he? Yeah, he goes up to Superman in, in, in this fucking uh, storyline. It's like, hey, it's Pete Ross. I know you're, I know you're Superman. And, and Superman's yeah, but like, that's, what the uh, fuck? You know, that's a different... Superman, right? Superman's like, what the fuck? Pete Ross from school? (laughs) (laughs) This fucking peon? Like, what does he want? (laughs) Um, And then we come to the big um, reveal where Superman... And I've got... I want to go on record right now. I, Although I enjoy this four-parted Death of Superboy, I significantly hate how Superboy's kind of the villain. You know? Um, it was, a, I think, it was a terrible decision. Yeah, I, I just hate it. I, and when he did this, I didn't see this coming. I felt like it was betraying the very essence of DC Comics itself. You know, this, and uh, can I go betraying United States of America and the flag? <laughs> you know, like because I think Superboy and Apple Pie, it, more than anything else, he is. Classic Americana coming out of the middle of the you know twentieth century, um, and to make him the villain, him him to be doing like the time stasis shield, and doing all these deals with the time trapper, no thank you. This is so not something Superboy would really do. I and I get that Paul Levitz is a fantastic writer, and I'm sure he was acting on orders from above, and you know, and maybe John Byrne didn't want Superboy, but I I. I personally feel it's a portrayal of the character. What do you think of this, the time stasis moment here? Well, first off, what you said about coming from above, I'm not sure what position Paul Levitz was in at this time. He might have been you know, pretty high up at this time. But wasn't sure. John Byrne pushing I I'd mention that. Wasn't John Byrne the one calling the shots when it came to Superboy and Legion and all that? Like not. I mean, he was in the regards that hey, we're not gonna have Superboy anymore. But I mean, I don't know that he was calling the shots on. This is what you have to do to get rid of Superboy or whatever. You know, we need to get Paul Legion. uh, We need to get Paul Legion signal or a Legion outpost, should I say? And we need to 
praise him, but also grill him <laughs> on these topics. I'll, I'll say when you made why? The why did you do this? Why? Uh, I'll say give me. I said, was this your own idea, Paul, or or did this come from above? Just please let yeah. us know because I I feel it's a really look. I I enjoy the story and it's a finely told tale in itself, but I really don't like what it it does for Superboy. I think it's ridiculous. You know. Um, I wouldn't have minded it if it was like just another Superboy in the Legion story. I mean, I wouldn't think it was great because we kind of get the idea that he's going to find another way, right? He's just yeah. doing what he has to do until yeah, he can yeah, find another yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right that, especially in his final story, to yeah. treat him like that, I just Bullshit. don't think it was a good call. Bullshit is 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 how I would describe it. But anyway, then he comes up, and can I say as well, are you right, um, would you agree with me that this Superboy is pretty old? Like, he's almost Superman. Like, I mean, if you said to me, on page 17, that was Superman, you know, um, to, you know, who says, don't let it trouble you, it's on my conscience, that looks to me more like Superman than Superboy. Well, I would say that he's probably, you know, the Superboy that's grown up with the rest of the Legion, and you can see that the Legion are practically adults or young adults yeah, at this time yeah. so yeah i mean dude can i just say this you, you know what i wish dc would do just give me back fucking normal superboy and the legion stories and just do those like fuck john kent and all this bullshit and bendis and all this bullshit uh give me back yeah i'm not a big on john kent but i'm also i don't need superboy standing in, <laughs> in front of all my legionnaires man <laughs> well I get what you're saying, because I love the Legionnaires too, but I just like, and maybe this is going to sound a bit rose-coloured glasses, but I just like that they're all together, they're all part of one big team, and Superboy can come and go as he pleases. I just prefer the... You know, that's what I want. I don't need Superboy there every week, but just that he can come and go as he pleases, and I don't know why we have to fuck around with John Kent and Bendis and all this bullshit instead, you know? Yeah, I didn't like that they took um, no, when they brought the Legion back. Like he doesn't have any history with them anymore. They're yeah. brand new. It's and like John Kent's John. the fucking inspiration of everything. I'm like John Kent is the inspiration. John Kent, who I could do without completely. If you said to me, "Oh, John Kent's been wiped away from history," I would be like, "That's going to have no impact on me whatsoever. I don't care less." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I liked about the John stuff, right? Because he brought everything back, and he yeah. was like. That's more my. He, he's like, yeah. this didn't happen in the John story either, right? Like, no. Superboy, you know, grew up and he became Superman, and he was friends with the Legion. Um, and he yeah. he just forgotten, hadn't he? For if we remember back in Jeff Johns's the initial, you you remember that initial storyline where he remembers he and he's kind yeah, of forgotten yeah. them, which I think makes sense. Like in the transition from Superboy to Superman. At some point, he kind of forgot about his adventures with the Legion. He goes, and he says, they were my friends, we were family or something. He says something along those lines. It's That's great, story, that's great storytelling, you know? Yeah, the John stuff was very nostalgic, I think, for, like, the Silver Age stuff. And, you know, very respectful for pretty much all the original era. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that to me is, like, the ideal thing. But, you know, that obviously didn't stay successful so i get it but i just don't think that this uh john stuff is that entertaining for me no anyway so moving on so we've we he puts him in the time stasis thing and then it's kind of a very funny scene actually that where lana lang comes in 
she's like, please, Kark, just a few minutes help with my algebra, and she's kind of like holding Is that sort of saying that she just wants to make out with him, basically? Would you Would you agree? Like, she... <laughs> Yeah, it seems pretty suggestive there, you know, grabbing on to him. It'd be funny if he but, was uh... like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, let's go upstairs. <laughs> let's work on that algebra. Well, you remember the time she wanted to kiss him and uh, he, Apple he, like, hit her or something? Yeah, like made her pass out, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, they were boyfriend-girlfriend, weren't they? So, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Friends with benefits it, it, it situation? It depends on the continuity, probably. Friends with benefits situation back in the 50s for Superboy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> or Clark. I but, mean, yeah, yeah, she actually saves the other Legionnaires by delaying him because he was about to go off and find our other uh, Legionnaires. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And they're all standing around. Um, we've got Invisible Kid. We've got Sunboy. We've got Brainiac. And block, and they're all just kind of like hanging around, and then, and then Pete Ross just comes in on the bicycle, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Ross just bikes it in. <laughs> Pete Ross is really the hero of our story compared to Superboy. Pete Ross is doing a lot more than normal. I will say that about Pete Ross. In this particular instance, Pete Ross is, yeah, he's he's sort of like um, a lot more effective than than he normally is. Yeah. <laughs> normally he's um. A bit of a stoo- you know hapless stooge, but no, he's definitely helping out a lot. Um, and then they go back, don't they? They they go back or are going back, and then super- that's right. And then Superboy tries to stop them with the stasis beam, and they're all just like, "What the hell?" Um, and then I like what Superboy's like, "Great Krypton, too late. <laughs> Getting out of Turing Lana wasted too many minutes." And so they just barely escape. I mean, he is looking very Superman-esque. I, I guess it is Superboy on the cusp of being Superman, isn't it? Mm, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. And then... And um, uh, the Legionnaires get away. Yup. And then Superboy says he's going to go into the future, and we see him um, flying into the future. From 1970, yeah, 1980, etc. And at the end of time, the Time Trapper is there. Who... From my knowledge of the Time Trapper, he's always around, hanging around. We haven't done too much Time Trapper, have we? But his, uh, what do you call it, um, personification does change with the stories kind of thing, which is interesting, I think. Yeah, we read that uh, Legion of Three Earths uh, book, and it was like... Cosmic Boy, wasn't you know, it? The, well, no, no it was, that Superboy. was uh, Superboy Prime, yeah. and they said, you know... He can be different people, but yeah. At this point, I, I we don't that, know yeah. who he is. I think that was a really interesting decision to, to, to... Like, that was kind of... I was kind of like, huh? Then I was like, oh, I kind of like it, though, because it's kind of out there. You know, why not? Like, a guy at the end of time sort of maneuvering around and trying to fuck around with time like he does, it's kind of cool that his actual... Uh, not just appearance, but his actual character can change. This puppeteer at the end of time. Yeah, it's like he's almost inevitable, you know. No matter what course history takes, you know, somebody's going to rise up and become. I'm going to put this trapper. out there right now. Do you think that could be for real? We could be all living in the time trappers, kind of like you know, machinations. <laughs> and it's Paul yeah, Levitz. I mean, uh... Paul Levitz is kind of seen through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet I know who it is. It's probably Stu. <laughs> Stu the time yeah. trapper. Just determined to destroy his single, bring it down. Like, like his his one outriding goal. Like at the end, is he'll have like the alternate signal. <laughs> like, and if he does, fair play to him. I say as well. Like, I mean, if if yeah. he if he's playing those kind of cosmic games, I I say hats off to Stu for yeah. for well played Stu for daring so to dream. Fun. You know, but like 
he's going to come up. <laughs> if it gets to the end, we're going to be a Death Star ourselves. So it's going to be an interesting <laughs> battle. I will say that much. Um, yeah. yeah, but good stuff. Uh, good start. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, even though I did say that really it betrays America, um, it is it is a well told issue itself, and and I imagine it was quite shocking at the time, you know. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, you're like, because uh, at the time, you know, crisis had already happened, and we know that there's this new Superman that was an adult, and you're like, well, what are you guys doing? You're doubling back now. I'm almost surprised that John Byrne wanted to participate in this just because it's like yeah. you're one year into your new status quo and here you are bringing back this other character when I'd think you just want to run as far away from that given how he was. I love behaving. it though, man. I, I fucking love it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool as so hell. You. You know. I actually think this would have been better though as like a four issue Legion arc. Yeah, like I, I like these Superman issues. They look really nice because it's John Byrne. Mm. But I just think that story-wise, I would have liked to see more Legionnaires. Um, yeah, you know, just more Paul Levitz. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear that for sure, man. Like, um, then we, we, we flash to Superman Eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you got the cover for that one up? Yep. Superman versus the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, definitely not as big a fan of this cover as I was of the other cover. Uh, we're super, you know, I just think it's a bit more generic to me. So, um, the uh, thing with this cover is it's a reference to John Byrne's own previous cover for Fantastic Four 249, uh, where uh, it's glad. I think it's Gladiator from the Shi'ar, Shi'ar Empire fighting right. the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I think the reason he chose this team for this crossover is that Sunboy is filling in for the Human Torch, Brainiac 5 is filling in for Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Kid is filling in for Invisible Woman, and Block is filling in for um, the thing. And then Gladiator, of course. Well, that's just fan service. That's that's nothing yeah. to write home about. That's just well, bullshit. I just was going to point it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not happy about that. Like, not impressed. Okay. No. Well, like that's just. That's just fa- like it's self-indulgent or it's fan service. It's 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 yeah, either I mean, it's a, an homage to yourself. Homage to myself. I remember this awesome thing from myself, and my answer is no. And then uh, then I didn't. And I also said I didn't think this cover was anything special. Like really, um, and it. it really, I like it, Dave. Yeah, I'm not happy. I, I'm not happy with the whole Superboy <laughs> versus the fucking Legion thing in itself. Like. And yes. then we, and then we, the first page of this, ultra, it's kind of funny, ultra cheesy. Like Superman's got his shirt off, and his big hairy chest pulling up, um, pulling up uh, a tree, and Lana Lang's just there, just soaking it in. <laughs> yeah. yep. She's she is thirsty, man. She's so thirsty for Superboy. Uh-huh. She's just like, oh, you're the best. And Superboy does kind of playing up to it, like he's got the tree over one shoulder. You know, it's, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is actually Superman, right? Oh, right. Oh, it's not Superboy. It's Superman. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, right. so their relationship's a little bit different, where I think this version of um, Superman and Lana were more like an item. Gotcha. Or best right. friends. Like, she knew who he was, I think. So this is, this is he's not with Lois. So, yeah, this, I mean, this comes across pretty heavily like, they could potentially be lovers. Like he's kind of like got the shirt off and he's ripped as fuck. And 
he's doing stuff for her on the property and you know yeah, yeah. and Lana's just... this would be like early Lois and Clark days right because this uh, is before um, I do like that Lana Lang is just drinking it in you know <laughs> yeah she likes what she sees she likes what she sees and then and then Mara Park can turn up uh, massively old and um, with like you know a cake and stuff or whatever pie and it's pretty oh, funny when he's rhubarb. like well, you know, I don't ever really get hungry, Ma, but that doesn't mean I can't pass up a slice or six of your rhubarb pie. <laughs> and yeah. he's got the old, he's got the old X-ray vision out, and she's like, "Oh, it was meant to be a surprise." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good times, good times on the farm, and yeah, but like you wouldn't know that Lana Lang's grown up; she still looks exactly the same. It's kind of more like the old look, really, you know. Um, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, she's she's young looking. She's young looking, and and you know it is what it is, and so I get what you're saying. So this is this is post crisis Superman, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. All right, so all right, well that makes sense. And then he goes down and he finds the time bubble, and he's got no idea who these people are. Four beings in strange costumes, and two of them are clearly not human. Um, so and he accidentally attacks him. Does the reader before this? know that Superman, Superboy and the Legion didn't exist in Crisis? Or is this, are you learning on the fly that Superman doesn't know who the Legion are? Is this the first time everyone knows that? I don't know if they ever, like, would have explicitly stated it in a story or anything, but we saw uh, the Man of Steel miniseries by Byrne that established the origin, and, you know, the Legion weren't mentioned there, so... And what's your I response guess from that, to that point? You could infer. What's your response to that? If you have to do an official response to the nation, what's your response to that? No legion. Um, no legion. It's like when uh, Paul Simon ditched uh, Garfunkel, <laughs> yeah. and you know everything was just better. Cut him without off. him. Oh wow, that's a big claim. That's how the legion is without Superboy. See, that's a huge claim. But like <laughs> Superboy doesn't. It's not like he's in every legion story, Adam. I mean, he. Yeah, I know. He comes and he goes, dude. Like, if you give up Superboy, you're giving up crypto. And that means you're giving up hope, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I love Superman, obviously. Superman's one of my favorite characters. But something about when you put that peanut butter with the Legion jelly, <laughs> it just doesn't quite always work as good for me because it's just when he is around, it's all about him. Right. Um, but that's why I like the Levitz run because Levitz, I think, is one of the first ones to really get oh. into the Legion. And when yeah. Superboy wasn't around, it wasn't about, or I mean, when Superboy was around yeah. during Le- uh, Levitz run, it's not about Superboy. It's yeah. about the Legion. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, some of my favorite runs had no Superboy. So, like the Five Years Later stuff, the Dan Abnett stuff. Yeah. Um, but then the Jeff John stuff, Superman was central to that. See, I, I, I hear favorite. you in that I think the Legion is awesome in itself yeah i just like the connection and him appearing sometimes i just don't want to say no thank you to Superboy for good I, I like having it all kind of thing and but i don't think he needs to be in every issue kind of as well you know with many Agreed. issues we've he, many issues perfect. we've done on this show he, Superboy has either not been in it or barely been a factor you know right yeah but then you go back to like you know, and it was his book because it was called Superboy and the Legion. Yeah. But you know, during those issues, sometimes it's a bit Superboy heavy for me, uh, especially starting out maybe more. Where are you on but... Supergirl and and Comet and all that? Streak of the Cat. 
Um, yeah, I like that too. Uh, uh, we to haven't me, done enough streaky. We haven't done. Shepard we Girl haven't done near able. enough streaky, man. We have not done near enough streaky. Uh, yeah, we'll have to find some more streaky stories. I know. <laughs> you know, you love all the super pets. <laughs> but uh, to me, Supergirl is able to kind of blend in a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's more like uh, she has that relationship with Brainy, which is good. You know. Right, yeah, it's more like she kind of fits in a little bit more. Or Superboy, it's like, oh, you're our god. And then <laughs> Supergirl, it's like, hey, you're Just, one of us. You're, yeah, 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 I get you. you know, dating well, they're, they're often like, Clark, you know, Superboy. They're always like very sort of, it's almost like they're paid to sort of promote him a bit, you know? like Yeah, exactly. They're like, Superboy, another great fucking idea, like. <laughs> I just love, you know, this has probably happened at one point, but I'd love for them to just be like, you know, Superboy, you're a real dick. I think, you know, I think they do that actually in one of the Superboy stories we're going to cover. Right. Like Superboy comes in and saves the day, and they're like, they "Thanks do. a lot, Dick." You know, they do. There's, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're talking back to him for some reason. I actually felt like they deserved to smack across the mouth for it. But you are they, yeah, they, yeah, they do. They, they, um, Cosmic Boy and someone else just, just like, is like, yeah, get lost, Superboy. Like, you know, this is yeah. our space. It, it kind of came out of nowhere as far as I was concerned, in terms of commentary. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, their frustration, I guess. But, you know, at the time, as a kid, when I read that, I was like, man, why are they being mean to Superboy? But now I'm just like, no, it's cool. He uh, he can t- he can handle it. That's hardcore, dude. But anyway. So, um, but anyway, the, the end of the story, I think it's fascinating, though. As a lover, I, look... I don't mind a bit of continuity. The problem with comics is it gets too convoluted, but actually tinkering with it at times I enjoy, and I do find it fascinating that they were playing with this whole motif about Superman not knowing who they were, and then, you know, Brainiac's like, Sunboy, because Sunboy just blasts him. Wait, Sunboy's been our ally for too many years. He can't have turned on us. There has to be some logical explanation for this. Because, of course, it's, it is it is the classic case of, like, the misunderstanding leading to the fight. Um, yeah. And you also know that um, uh, Superman isn't as powerful as Superboy, and so these shocks from Sunboy take more of a hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, which is still weird though, because he's like sun power. So you would think that it would like help Superboy. Superman, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's unless it's just point. like heat. It's just you know, heat. I think. Man. Man. I think he calls himself Sunboy, but it's just fire. You know. True. True. That's you know? true. So. Anyway, it is it is all it is pretty good. And then, oh, I was right. We're all making a mistake. That's not Superboy. I mean, well done, Brainy. Like, I mean, you do know that Superboy did grow up to become Superman. So you know, like, <laughs> it's not like it, it. It was a um, how do you say, like a, a surprise. They knew that he became Superman, kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And in fact, they've met Superman before. There's been these stories where Superman's turned up. You know, hasn't there? There's been one or two. I don't know, man. I think uh, so. There's, I've read one man where Superman's in it, and he's like, he is something along the lines of like, oh, this is what I, you know. Well, generally, when it's a Superman appearance, it's either Superman appearing with adult Legionnaires, which these are not to that point yet, and then also those stories are normally considered imaginary stories. Right. So, okay. yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to actually look into that. Okay. Um, oh, you know you know what? Actually, yeah, the Justice League story that we did. Yeah, I, I knew it yeah. was something we'd done. So, anyway, um, then there's a pretty interesting um, 
storyline where Brainiac explains the story of Superboy about how they came back, which I love. Which, And you know the funny part about this? When they tell that story, it has all its charm, it's beautifully told, and it just makes me think, why did you get rid of a DC, you know? Yeah, um, oh, you mean the origin recap? Yeah, The origin recap. I love that with the sort of, like, more simplistic 50s-style art, you know. Um, Those original Legion designs that only appeared for the one issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a really conscious throwback with their writing on them as well. Yeah. That actually says who they yeah. are. It's pretty funny. And I love, you know, the John Byrne artwork is really great. I think in this issue better than the other. Yeah, no, it's good. I think you had different inkers, yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is basically, we haven't actually read that, but it's Adventure Comics 247. This is pretty much that story recapped pretty well, beat for beat. So there's your, I don't know if we've read an origin that well fleshed out before. I love it. And I and I think uh, it holds up um, as a cool story from the 50s, you know what I mean? And it's also mm-hmm. funny how it was all the prank. <laughs> Yeah, right. Wait, boy, we deliberately delayed you during our t- our, each test. It was part of your initiation. Hooray for Superboy, our new member. And they're all bouncing around, jumping around. <laughs> which set up um, which set up the Legion for their history of Super Dickery. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which Superboy but... does himself do at times, prank. Right, right, yeah. And, and um, you know, yes. something that I read was that John Byrne actually doesn't, never liked the legion that much because he thought they were a-holes you know he thought they were jerks so um, i just find it interesting you know he drew him here he doesn't really work on the legion much and i wonder if you know maybe if the legion would have been a little nicer jeff johns would or john byrne would have kept him around yeah but like i'm gonna be brutally honest john byrne we look we know he's an egomaniac you know what i mean like and very high in his own supply and yeah yeah he's, yeah, he's done some good comics and stuff. But, you know, again, the cult of personality. We're, we're not falling down to worship at the feet of John Byrne. Like, and just the fact that he, he thinks the Legion of Super Dicks. Hey, pal, have you read much Legion? You know what I mean? Like, think of, <laughs> yeah, think of the Legion we've done on this show. And that John Byrne's comment's just stupid. You know, like, yeah. you could say, oh, Superboy played some pranks back in the day. Does that make him a dick? No. Like, calm down. Um, John <laughs> yeah, Byrne was just obsessed. And, and, you know, with, I I wasn't quoting him directly, so oh, yeah, you know, the super dickery word was my turn. But okay. uh, but yeah, John Byrne, but John Byrne was obsessed with. He was tasked with rebooting Superman, mate. You know, blah blah blah. And he did it very successfully, but like he did it at the expense of some some cool stuff. You know, like Legion was kind of lost in the shuffle. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I I think it's very harsh to say that about Legion, you know, because it's a clubhouse of teenagers. There's going to be pranks and stuff. Like if there was really, if if we're going to be so fucking realistic, if all these superheroes had a clubhouse and were you know good for good, they'd be pulling pranks on each other all the time. Yeah, I, I know. Come on. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they, sometimes they go beyond being just pranks though where they're just like taking shots at each other while they're down um yeah but, but like, i do come agree on, but, but, but man surely i mean i'm i feel like i'm standing up for legion dude are you gonna jump in and like you know what i mean like you've got to stand up for it at a certain point man you know no nah, man uh i think we start a new show you know maybe like the suicide squad cast or something like that i'm out you can get rich for that show <laughs> rich would be all down for that like, i guarantee you he'll 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 take you through Suicide Squad issue by issue if you want, like Jesus. Yeah, I mean I'll read that Ostander stuff for sure, but 
But yeah, I wanted to say actually, uh, you know, it is different because, you know, John Burns like, uh, I don't want the Legion around. Mm. But then when Johns comes on, he's almost like the Legion are the most important thing in the DC universe where it's like, wow. sure, they're inspired by Superman, <laughs> but they came to him and became friends with him at a very early age where, you know, they're the ones that taught Superman to be Superman. Uh, so I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's kind of it's the kind of Terminator paradox, isn't it? Right. Yeah. You know? And then we saw like in Doomsday Clock where it was like you know. Well, yeah. Like think about it like Green this. Lantern. Yeah. Or whatever. Green Lantern. Well, think about it like this: like Superboy was Superboy, but this you know originally, and then when he's really young, these guys turn up from the future, and he has all these amazing adventures, and kind of I'm surely. Encounters great danger and overcomes it and stuff. So he becomes greater than he was before they turned up, and then he then parlays right. that to become Superman. So in a sense, yeah, Legion are in the DNA of Superman as well. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, and I, I think I've told you about this story a couple times, but Superman Secret Origin by Jeff Johns is kind of my favorite origin, I'm and it's the only origin that really takes in the Legion, uh, and it kind of shows, you know a more modern interpretation of here's a kid who's, you know, not allowed to play football and all the kids think he's a weakling because he won't play, but really it's because they don't want to hurt him. Yeah. Um, And it's just a really good take on, you know, they get a whole issue in that series. I'm going to read that, dude. You know what? I'm going to read that. And I, and I think we might even do that in the show next show, you know? Yeah, man. Do it. Yeah. Great. Why not? Like, fuck it. We, We can do some, that's an official announcement from, from Legion Outpost. We we'll do some books around it, but we're gonna do see what's it called? Secret what? Origin. Uh, Superman Secret Origin. I think one I, through six. I think I own it on. Um, has it well, come yeah, out as a you, hardcover? You read like the whole run of Jeff Johns Superman, but then I think you stopped just short of finishing with the Secret Origin. Okay, I've got it here. I so right. I do own it, but yeah. I don't think I've read it. Um, yeah, that's good. I've read everything. Connor hates it. I think right. He does. Yeah. No, he does. That's that's true. But. But Connor, like Rich, hates many things, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe maybe you'll be on their side, but um, I I would encourage you to check it out. No, what? Well, I really I I read nearly all of uh, Jeff Johns's run, so yeah, I must have stopped. So while we we're talking, I, I've gone to my Comicsology account, and yeah, I do own it, so I'm just putting it on my um on my iPad. And I be- is it coming out as a hardcover? I think someone said it was coming out as a hardcover uh, mm. again. Getting Maybe. a re-release or something like, because I I thought I was going to buy it as a hardcover as well was my plan, um. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that next time. So anyway, continue. So where are we in this issue? Oh uh, yeah, well I was we just got to the end of the origin of the Legion, and I was just going to shout out this last page splash by John Byrne of most all of the Legionnaires there. You're missing a few like uh, Karate Kid, but hmm. I think it's pretty good splash. Uh, let me just bring it up. Page 15 of Superman 8. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a good picture. So who is the person above... Is that Phantom Girl or Shadow Lass above Shadow Lass and to the right of Pharaoh Lad? Who is that? To the right of Pharaoh Lad. Pharaoh Lad's top left. Oh, Shadow Lass and Pharaoh Lad. Yeah, that's Tyrock. He was the first black legionnaire. I see. Okay. And then Invisible Kid's the the other one. Right, okay. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good picture for sure. So, did John Byrne draw, draw that? 
Uh, he drew it, but it's actually you can see it says John Byrne after Greg, Greg and Larry. Uh, right. uh, this was a splash from uh, Secret Origins uh-huh. or not Secret Origins, a Who's Who issue, oh. and he just kind of redrew it with all the same kind of layout mostly. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I my Who's Who's omnibus is uh, ordered, so I'll be slow. Oh, out. nice, dude. I, did I, t- I told you about how I got my uh, Volume Three by Green Lantern on Jeff Johns omnibus yesterday. And yeah, good stuff. After this call, I'm going to arrange all three Green Lantern omnibuses and the two Jeff Johns Flash omnibuses together. Nice. Yeah, now you just myself. need to get the Jeff Johns JSA omnibuses. Well, no, I've I've got those ones in the in the big soft the covers. Big trades. Yeah, yeah, because I, I yeah I, I they're very readable. Um, and I'm yeah no I'm I'm yeah I, I just thought it was cool. I've also got the Blackest Night omnibus. You know? Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I, just got all the I bet there'll be a lot of repeat maybe from the Green Lantern stuff, but yeah, cool yeah, to be able to what? read the whole event. Cool to have it all together. I remember Rich, had, when I went round to his house once, um, when Blackest Night was coming out, he had all the issues across like his bed. Or across oh, his, nice. It, was, it looked fucking... And I remember I was like, wow, this looks awesome, man. In true Davy style, I was reading them and I was falling asleep because it was after a con. And yeah, so yeah. and so, I'm trying to read them, and I'm like falling asleep, and I'm still, and I'm doing that. No, I'm still awake. I'm still going. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that came out uh, like right before I was catching up on comics. It was really cool to be able to catch up on like all the Legion stuff they were doing around that time, and Blackest Night, Final yeah. Crisis. Yeah, it was just a good time for me. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So after this big splash page, we see a bunch of like the villains that they've shown. They said Superboy helped us against the Fatal Five, and there's them fighting the Fatal Five in the Legion of Supervillains, which I thought was a weird call out because he never really fought the supervillains except for like maybe I guess he fought them like twice. That were the but... adult versions of them, weren't they? Yeah, mostly he fought the adult versions, but he did fight like their actual contemporary versions a couple times, right. but. The one that he drew here is the more recent version that we saw in Eye for an Eye. Who's the guy with the... Is it Tyre with the mohawk and the red skin? Yeah, it's either Tyre or Tyr. I would say So what's he... What's he? Give me his snapshot of it. Because we, we just read something with him, didn't we? What's his... What's his yeah, we actually read his first appearance. Well, he was in the Eye for an Eye stuff mm. that we just read. And then he was in Superboy, like, 197 was one of the first... Uh, is Carrie he the Beach one who era? killed whoever and, you know, what did Ty do? He was in it. I don't remember what he He's did. He's got a gun hand. Right, okay. okay. He's actually the only, well, the the first Legion of Superheroes villain that had his own action figure. He had an action figure in the <laughs> Superpowers uh, line. Cool. Well, he is a good design. He's a cool design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah and then there's the Time Trapper. Yes. Uh, and then they talk about how Cosmic Boy was the one that deduced that the Trapper's involvement in all the time travel shenanigans after he took a trip to the 20th century, mm. which is cool because I love Cosmic Boy. Mm. But uh, this page here, I feel like... Uh, we should do that Cosmic Boy miniseries at some point for you, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know you it's love him so decent. much. Uh, yeah, I've got to be honest, man. It better be have a bit more than just Cosmic Boy. Like, there's, I hope there's something going on. <laughs> not just Cosmic Boy fucking sitting around moping or something. Like, gonna... Well, there's a bit of that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually don't really like this couple... Yeah, these next two and a half pages are just recapping the issue we just yeah. read, yeah, which, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know that that was No, that's weird, actually. It's really weird. It even has the conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a panel one, two, three. It's basically four pages recapping yeah. the previous issue. No, it's really odd. When you read it, I was like, wow, have I gone back in time and I'm reading the previous issue? Like, yeah, it, it won't be in recap to just repeat, you know? <laughs> yeah. At least it's new art, I guess. That's all I can really say for it, but yeah. But yeah, they, they, it's, yeah you're right. And then, and then it's like um, the stasis rate can't, was... can't move, and then it's you see Superboy... Yes, it's me, and you've got to know how much I hate having to do this, but I have no choice. You must die, Legionnaires, so the whole universe can live. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Right. I wasn't Same. happy. I wasn't happy. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was a long way yep, from happy. And then <laughs> uh, the next one was Action Comics 591, and that's the one where Superboy is punching Superman. Let me which, look at this when cover. I was buying comics, I was I was more trying to collect the you know just Legion appearances when I saw them on covers, mm. and I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like Superman versus Superboy. That's the kind of stuff that I would always like pick up. When oh, it was this like... is a great cover, and you know what? Right. When, when I put the um the show up, this is the cover I'll pick. I think nice. it's a yeah. great cover. Crypto as well as on there. Um, you got the Legion down in the left hand corner. You got see like the the farmer or whatever it is with the bales of hay. And he's got like I don't know if it's a gun or an axe or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great cover. But yeah, the crypto cover appearance. I think that would get you. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, it's a weird crypto in this. So I'm actually who did the artwork on this? Because I'm actually not too fond Burn. of the artwork of on crypto. I don't think John Byrne got crypto 100 percent right. Oh, yeah. okay, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna get into um, it when we get into this show, episode, but. But, um, yeah, no, a great. it is a great cover. I'll, I'll say that about John Byrne. I was critical of his last well, cover. This one's great. Yeah, and also, when I first saw it, I had no idea about, you know, what Crisis really did to Superman or, yeah. you know, what this, you know, whatever uh, they call it, Pocket Universe Superboy is. So it was just kind of cool. Well, they were making it up. These were the issues that made it up, wasn't it? There, it wasn't around before. Like, none of it was confirmed. I think, isn't this right, was all but confirmed? It, for me, I was reading it, like, you know, maybe 10 years ago when it had already been, a, you know, oh, a been thing. out for yeah. 25 years or whatever. Well, I'd heard, you know what? I'd heard many years ago, well before The Signal, I, I read on message boards that this is what they did. And at the time, right. I just grimaced, you know. Um, and you probably weren't a, really a Legion fan at the time either, but no. But I was, I was Legion adjacent. It was probably when I was right. getting into Legion in that in that period, you know. And I was kind of a bit of a continuity whore. Like I, I wanted, I was at that stage in comics where I wanted to know where, you know, I wanted it all to make sense. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, re- I remember reading all this stuff and thinking, seems bizarre. I didn't realize they did it over. I actually didn't realize they did it over a few issues i thought they did it in one issue or something um right yeah so it was it made a bit at least they at least they gave it some space you know and time to tell the story that's one thing Mm -hmm. i'll say that i'm glad they did although i disagree with the actual um you know the whole thing i just hate that fucking logic oh you know legion and superboy really invalidate the legacy of superman or the you know the legend of Superman. It's like really like that's one man's opinion, you know. Yeah. I hate you know you know how yeah. they say that they're like oh you know that you know it just if you have Superboy it really takes away from Superman and I'm like yeah really. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but I mean I can't argue all th- either with you know I feel like it was a pretty successful reboot where it kind of rejuvenated Superman up through 
you know, at least like the death of Superman stuff, and yeah. you know, I don't know. Like I, I like the post-crisis Superman because that's what I mostly grow up reading from sure. like either Justice League or the Superman stuff I did read. Mm. But I get your point of like having that, but you know, to me, I was also used to this post-crisis Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all good, man. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's it's fascinating to discuss as well. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't begrudge you for that opinion just because it's. Uh, Thanks, it's totally valid. <laughs> All right, so past imperfect is the choice of it. Superboy has got this fucking stasis ray on them, and but Superman, um, he's talking to the stasis ray has not harmed you permanently, but it will hold you frozen and harmless until I can transport you back to my time. Except for you, my supposed other self. You're not the Superman I'll grow up to become. That's obvious, but somehow I still can't bring myself to deliver you to the Master. Man, I the, the this was like a fucking knife to my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I was just bullshit. Like, I was just like, this is such bullshit that Superboy is like betraying everyone and calling some creep his master. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, this is still Clark Kent, you know? <laughs> yeah, you almost hoped that he was like mind controlled or something at that point, but you know, he wasn't. Um, also, uh, it was interesting. Superman mentions having met a Superboy before. And he's referring to Superboy Prime, who was in yeah, Crisis yeah, yeah. on Infinite Earths. The one who yeah. later became evil but wasn't then, yeah? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that's another thing is, at the time, you know, I might have thought that this was Superboy Prime or, yeah. you know, it would be easy to confuse those things, I feel like. How funny is Superboy Prime, how opposed, he's like a comment on the fan base and stuff. That's actually quite funny, I find. I actually, I, I really like him, and uh, I think he's only been in, yeah, you know, when Johns him. writes him, he usually uses him in really good stories. Yeah, but, like, how he's, like, in his basement and stuff, like, talking on the yeah. internet, like, it's it's kind of clever, I think, you know? Of course, oh, yeah, Scott Snyder sure. fucking fails with him, you know, but... Uh, yeah, what you, yeah. What do you expect from I mean, Snyder? that's everything for, for yeah. Snyder for me anymore. Yeah, what do you think about Snyder's Superman Unchained? Because Connor's constantly talking about it. It's, it was pretty decent, like, yeah. at the time, for New 52 Superman, if you wanted to read something good. Yeah. It was good enough, yeah. Yeah, we might do it on Signal at some point, I think. Um, it, Connor keeps talking about it, and I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. Like, I'm not against it, you know. Like, if it's if it's, if it's it's decent Superman, I'm always happy to give it a try, kind of thing, is my, is my yeah. attitude. I mean, Jim Lee. Um... Yeah, Jim Lee on art. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, it sounds, it sounds okay to me on, on, on the surface, like... I've definitely read some Snyder that I've really enjoyed in comics. It's just some yeah. of his other stuff. I'm sort of like, yeah, no thanks. You know? Yeah, I would, I would say check it out. I mean, it's not something that I like loved. I'm kind of surprised to hear Connor. Connor loves uh, it. Yeah, loves raving it. Raving about it. Yeah. Raving about yeah, it. Connor surprises me sometimes. You know, you know, not that I he's think that he's wrong, fan. but he's, he's such a, a big tricks. Superman fan, and sometimes the things he picks out, I'm like, okay. He's a big into it you know what i mean like he's heavy yeah. into it he's heavy into it like you're heavy into legion or i'm into dread you know he's... yeah I, I see on his you know i was listening to his show for a while and he'd pick out like you know some deep dives and i'm like mm. the show with ray i i really like that show those guys do i i mean to listen to it more than i do but i do listen to them i think they do a pretty good show on 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 last sons of krypton it's definitely oh yeah um, for sure definitely yeah, yeah i really like ray he's he's a pretty great guy 
Yeah, Ray's good stuff. Fellow God of the game, man. You know, <laughs> we did a thing the other day where I was, of course, as usual, talking about gods of the game with Ray. And Connor tried to elevate himself to a god all of a sudden. was saying that, like, um, we we're, we should all be, like, what Greek gods we should be. And I said, I'll be the god of death. You know, I think that's on brand for me. I think that's on brand for me. Yeah. Would you agree? You know? Yeah, I would think so. I'd be disappointed if you're like, you know, the god of love. God of love. <laughs> <laughs> Although the god of love gets a lot of action. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But yeah. no, I like the god of death. I, I think the god of death's fine. Like, you know. But we did tests, and, and I was Poseidon in the questionnaire, who I do okay. like as well. Ray was uh, Apollo, and I forget what Connor was. Zeus, I think, as he said. So I was like, okay, slow down, Connor. Like, you can't give yourself the king of the gods title. You know, like, <laughs> I'll be the king. No, he's like, I'll be just God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, fucking great. So, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be the god of gods. <laughs> Everybody wants to be Zeus. Come on now. Everyone wants to be Zeus, yeah. I like Athena. I've actually got a tattoo of Athena, so. Which one is Athena? She's the Greek goddess of wisdom and war. She's Zeus's daughter. She erupted fully grown from his brain or head or something. So oh, okay, yeah. She's My, the one with uh, the spear and stuff uh, like mythology that. Mythology is getting a little foggy, so I always have to like relate it back to... Did they show up in Wonder Woman, and what did they look like? <laughs> she, uh, Athena is in the Wonder Woman comics quite often. She's usually fairly... She's one of the good gods kind of thing. She helps out Achilles a lot, uh, Odysseus a lot, you know? And, and Who's the one... Did you read the Brubaker... Or not the Brubaker, the Azarello Wonder Woman? I, I've hardly read it, but they would yeah, all... There's one all... that always dressed like a peacock. I don't remember who that was. I'm not sure. Hera, no. no I don't know. Forget it. I've, yeah, I've, I've barely read that. Actually, I, I mean to, but I just have never got around to it. It's pretty good. By the way, in my Amazon shopping cart right now is the hardcover for Superman Secret Origin Deluxe Edition. There we go. So. Hardcover for Superman Secret Origin. Oh, nice, nice. Well done. Deluxe well done. Edition. Good price too. So, And also um, Mortal Kombat, the Storm figure that I want to buy. I think I might just pick that up. To go with my Lobo. Storm from Mortal Kombat? I don't, I'm not aware of uh, that. Sorry, Smoke. It's Storm Collectibles. Smoke. Oh, okay. The robot, gotcha. Smoke. Have you ever seen him? Like little smokes coming out of his like robot body? It's pretty cool. Mortal Kombat is such a uh, uh, missed spot for me. Wow. Jeez. You need <laughs> Disappointing. To make, you need to make some decisions. Okay, so now turning to, yeah. um, very crucially, uh, page seven, we see Crypto turn up. And... Yeah. In the near space, a chunk of dirty ice moves towards the sun. A brilliant plume of cold white fire seems to grow from the flying mountain. A full-fledged comet swings near Earth, pursued by a playful canine form. And then he's like, Earth dogs chase cars. But that's not good enough for Crypto the Superdog. And then he's like, suddenly, yipe! My master is in danger, I can sense it. Now, I just want to say, for some reason, it's like... Um, John Burns decided Krypton, Crypto is like a fucking almost greyhound at this point. Um, I'm not mm, I felt like he was always kind of... Uh, he was slender, uh, but that's I mean, a he's very... He's like a lab at times. That's a very slender face on Crypto. If you look at that... Fair. With that... Like, Crypto's got more of a friendly expression than this dog. I mean, I love Crypto. I'm not going to... I mean, I'm grateful that he's in the comic. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I am the Crypto expert. And... Um, I just feel he's a bit too slender here, personally. No, I don't disagree. I feel like I have seen him drawn 
like a more of a greyhound in the in the silver age maybe some but yeah i I usually think of him as like a lab but yeah that that head up that face on shot is kind of like it's not flattering no i mean it's hard to draw i guess a dog face on i would guess but um is it? Yeah, it's not great. Why? Hey, how hard is it to draw a snout? But come I on, I think a snout would be hard to draw. Yeah, but look, you know that's what I mean? they're fucking artists, dude. You, you true, know, true. I've got a dog. You know, if I was a really good artist, I could draw him. I could draw Cooper if I was an excellent artist, getting paid top dollar. Um, I, I don't think uh, Burns got a great grasp on how to draw dog faces from the front. You know, that's my. Opinion. I think you're probably right. I yeah. think that's fair. You know, you want to you want to pile on Jack Kirby next, or you know, maybe we could. Uh, I'm happy with you know, Jack Steve Kirby. Ditko, lazy lazy pieces of crap. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not firing any more shots at these guys. I, I'm just saying I don't think it's a great dog face. No, that's kidding. all I'm saying. No, I agree. And I am the crypto expert, so anything crypto related is going to be passing by my inspection. You know. Yeah. Something to mention, though. You have to remember that John uh, John Byrne drew both this and the Superman issue in the same month, so that's that's kind of impressive. No, it is, and and it, all joking aside, with John Byrne, who's probably exploding with anger if he's hearing this, like <laughs> he definitely does a very good job in general, and I quite like yeah. his Superman, and you know he I he he's a real page turner as a storyteller. Like I don't think he's actually amazing. Frankly, but I think he's just—he's one of these guys who you're like, yeah, he's getting the job done. Like, it's a good Superman, it's a good Pete Ross, you know, it's good landscapes, it's well put together. Like, it's—it's—it's it's, it's all very sort of like, I don't know, if you want a guy to give you seven and a half out of ten, he's the guy, you know? Cool, seven and a half, okay. Yeah. Like, in, <laughs> all right. In terms of page um, construction I'm... and stuff like that, you know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I, it's, it's. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite style of artwork of all time, but yeah, I, seven point five out of ten is a good score. And I'm saying he always gives yeah. you that. I think you know, like I, yeah. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. Another recommendation. Um, I don't know how you'll feel about it, given how you, you know you're not the biggest Burn fan, but uh, Superman and Batman Generations is pretty solid. I'd recommend you check that out. You know sometime. what? I I saw the 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 hard covers out. I, I've heard a few people. Uh, um, saying it like yeah i i i'm gonna have to s- sleep on it because yeah. I, it, there's just something about john Byrne and superman where i'm not i don't feel like i'm really drinking the kool-aid you know but like that's fair well this is like uh this actually you might like because it's less like this superman and it's more here's superman and batman in 1939 that's and then here's them 10 years later aged 10 years and then really? they just keep yeah, that's the concept. Is like oh, Superman and Batman better. debuted back in the day when they did, and then they age like normally. Oh, so that's what's kind of interesting about it. Well, you had me when you said and Batman, you know? When you yeah, said yeah, exactly. When well, what's say... interesting too is that he does that one, and he skips every like eight or ten years. Yeah, and then he does a sequel series that actually takes place in between those gaps. Right. So it's 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 pretty good, but don't what's read it? the third one. What's so, it called? Superman Batman Generations. Uh-huh, one and two. Oh, gee, well, I'll tell you what, the omnibus is pretty cheap. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is it And it's good? I think the first two are really good. Maybe maybe it would be something you sample, though, I before you purchase. I don't yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. I like the way you're thinking, man. You, you, you're making yeah. a Just lot of Just because I don't want... <laughs> I don't want to take sense. away from your Conan and your Wolverine fund and Punisher. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, no, don't, no don't worry. But, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not actually seriously considering... 
um, buying it, but like I, I definitely will sample it for sure. I, I like the. I, I didn't realize that's what it was. I, I stupidly thought it was their sons for some reason. Well, at a certain point, it's like the next generation comes in, and then, yeah. but you know, that's sometimes that goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. See, I no. See, I, I'm pretty funny sometimes, man. Sometimes I just like you. You know this about me. I just don't give things a chance. You know, like. I, I'm oh, just, no way. Yeah, so every now and then I'm just like, no, fuck that. I just don't like the, I don't yeah. like one small thing. And I'm like, no, fuck that. And I'll, be, and I'll, and I'll hold a grudge for a long, long time on it. But, um, I know. but, and this is exactly that. For some reason, I thought it was always their sons. And I'm just like, I don't care about their made up sons. Like, uh, okay. All right, fine. I'm, I've, I've just, I've just sampled it. Well, I will, we will check it out at, at a future date. Okay. Um, okay. Now yeah, I actually continue. met John Byrne when I was like six, and he actually really? gave me a copy and signed it, and it was, you know, a favorite of mine for a long time. Okay. Anyway. Did you say to him, John Byrne, you just can't, you haven't quite got crypto yet. Get back to the drawing board. Now, okay, looking <laughs> at page 14, look, I love the action with crypto. So in fairness to John Byrne, I actually like these panels, and I like the crypto... I think he could have done a bit more kind of woof woof in his thoughts and stuff. Like I don't think crypto thinks hundred percent like a human. But John Byrne is just like, Yeah, my master is in trouble. I've got to master. He doesn't recognise me. Oh master, what's happened to you? I guess it's not too bad. He's still thinking yeah, like I'm a say, dog. It seemed pretty consistent to me, like yeah. he's even thinking Earth Dog steals cars, but that's not good enough for crypto, the super dog. Yeah, no, that's pretty fair, I guess. Now I'm 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 feeling crypto on these. Still a bit of a slender face for me, but um, you know, it, it's the teeth. I think I don't think he's quite he's not quite mastered the teeth, but regardless, it's a fucking great sequence with Superman fighting Superboy and Crypto like tearing up the cape and stuff, and and then he's like yup 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 when he's like going back when he's getting when he's torn the cape off, and um Superman's like funny. He seems yeah. surprised by the fact my cape is indestructible because of course the original Superman's cape was indestructible, and I guess Superboy's was. Um, and then crypto, gee, this was heartbreaking for me. Um, crypto, I didn't, I, I didn't see this coming, man. Like, I've got to be honest. I oh wait, wait, wait. This page sixteen though. I'm I'm just trying to interrupt you, but this middle panel, I totally see what you mean about not great crypto. Are you on page sixteen where he's yeah. getting the gold kryptonite? There's the bottom middle panel. He looks yeah. like kind of weird there. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, where he's going, but to do what I want to do without endangering Superboy, yeah. I'll have to carry the gold K out in the open where he can see it. Yeah, yeah, but at least he's... Um, it's kind of a weak panel. He looks a bit more dog-like there, though, than when he's... I, I don't think... See, my main criticism is when he has his mouth to open... To me, he looks like a mouse. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, not, it's not fantastic. Um, um, it's like he can't decide on what he's supposed to look like, you know. He, I don't think he, I don't think John Byrne knows how to do dog snouts, you know. Um, he's not comfortable with the front yeah. on the front on. Like, I'd almost prefer that crypto or the original crypto, who was more like a lab, if you remember, with the big muzzle, with the big sort of whiskers and stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I also think yeah. this is like probably his uh, secondary art. Uh, you know, he drew this issue second, and I think it's also the lesser known inker. Yeah, but yeah. well, they should have put yeah, the top great. guy in fucking crypto, considering what they do to crypto here. Yeah, because I uh, believe you me, and but uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna. 
I'm just going to say, about crypto. believe you me, readers, it's with a heavy heart that I report these pages, and I didn't have a heads up from Adam the computer about what was going to happen. I know that something bad happens to I him. didn't remember. Yeah, well, it's ingrained. It took me by surprise, too. I knew it was the last crypto appearance, yeah. but I didn't know Jesus. what happened. It's heavy. So, crypto gets the gold kryptonite because all the different kryptonite do different things, and crypto gets the gold kryptonite, which takes away his power. Um, and he becomes just a normal dog, and he's just barking like crazy, and he's like licking and stuff. Um, he's still a nice dog. He's still licking. It seemed like drastic measures, though, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think things were so bad. But Crypto's a very loyal yeah. dog, man, to Superboy. You know, like, yeah. uh, let's not understate yeah. that. Like, he, it's like Cooper with me. Like, you know, these dogs love their masters, man, you know? And a good dog loves his master, and Crypto does love uh, Superboy. And he he'll do, he he just does what it takes, and oh, it's so sad that he gets turned into just a normal dog. I mean, he's not dead at least, but oh, yeah. it's heavy. It's a heavy end, man, for for crypto. And considering that, like, then it's all fucking bullshit anyway. Like, and then doesn't even work as well. Like, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, now they're doing crypto dirty. Yeah, and it's just like fuck you, John Byrne. Like, you know, like I guess it's better than Alan Moore, where he yeah. you know dies. I hate that. You know, I just... I haven't even read that because I hate... I hate, just hate that fact. I like, know, yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I haven't read... suggested for the show and you were like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> well, I just... That, that's why I haven't read it. I've still got the hardcover right by my desk and I haven't read it because I know that happens. It pisses me off. Um, I mean, at, at least uh, I think Jimmy Olsen dies too, you know. Good. You don't like him. I don't give a fuck about Jimmy Olsen. Like, that's no big loss. Um, yeah, the, yeah, it's just... It sucks. And then... Um, so it all comes down to Superman's talking to Superboy. And the, I quite like the panel here. There's no background. It's just the three of them, Park Kent, Superboy, and Superman. Um, and he basically explains how, you know, Superboy, you wanted to lose this fight, and you're not evil, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess he did want to lose. I don't know. He's holding back, I guess, because Superboy is actually stronger than this Superman, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, Superboy's not evil. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then they're going to go into the... What are they going to do? They're going to go into the... Uh, wherever they are. Is it, so Superboy's going back to where? What's um, I'm not actually sure what, where he's going after this point. I think he's returning... Oh, yeah, he freezes the Legionnaires, but only enough that they can break out of it if they concentrate. Mm. And he's going to go to Time Trapper's lair. Right. So Superboy's doing that. Yeah. Okay. We and Superman stays, which it almost feels like did we need Superman? Like it was cool to see Superman meet Superboy, mm. but maybe make that a separate story, and then we could have had two more issues of the Legionnaires, like with, on their final mission with Superboy. To me. But yeah, whatever. but I guess the big sell. You got to remember that, like a lot of readers, are massive Superman and Superboy fans, like from back in the day. So they would have been longing for this story, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, you could have done this as two different stories. You know, have yeah. one story where it's them meeting and the other is Death of it's Superman. It's kind of but... a bit pathetic that Superman's cape's all torn up as well. I, I'm sort of like, well, this yeah. is how I this is how I feel that you. It's it, to me, in, in essence, they've almost done that to the flag in this in this comic. Like mm. they've disrespected yeah. Superboy, they've disrespected America, they've disrespected the history, and that, that so had, basically that, had, Crypto did it though, you know. Yeah, Your but, boy. yeah, my boy did it, but, like, 
I, I'm going meta. I, I, I in essence, oh, I see. I just think yeah. that 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 torn flag or torn cape is just it's just so shit. Like, yeah, that's what you made Superman, John Byrne. You took away yeah, some the of the greatest stuff. thing is that it has to be like um, his clothes are just normal clothes, and they're like only indestructible because they're so tight and close to his body or whatever. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I see yeah. your point. Um, well, but yeah, we also skipped over this whole thing where Time Trapper was explaining. Um, I guess with the crisis, it you know it had wiped out uh, and changed time to mm. the point where the Legionnaires were going to go back in time to recruit Superboy, mm. who no longer existed. So the Time Trapper created the Pocket Universe. Yeah, with the Superboy that we know, which I don't know. <clears throat> well, that's the explanation. The way it was explained here, I didn't think it was very good, but. No, I didn't think at all. Well, we can bring it up now. Okay, so can you clue me in? So I, I get, I understand the explanation. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's bullshit um, that he created this pocket universe so that all the adventures with Superboy ever were in that fucking universe, right? Well, it's more, I think you could probably interpret it as all of those adventures happened with our real Superboy until crisis where that got wiped out and this took its place. So it's not like there was never a real Superboy. It's just like, this is a change in order to have those events with the Legionnaires still happen. Gotcha. Um, I see that he did, I think. Well, you could interpret it that way. That's how DC do it now as well, which probably makes more sense that like time is, it's like a massive river and these crisis events are like huge, fucking problems in the river but there is still a river you know well it's like those stories you read still happen so no matter what the retcon is like if you didn't read the story then that retcon never happened or you know you can interpret it however you want really but before we get into my next question like where are you adam on the actual status of things like does it matter to you and or your dad who read the stories back in the day and you, so you read Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes when he turned up, you know, when Legion turned up in Adventure Comics, whatever. Or, and then you read stuff like, you read those stories that were published in the 60s and 70s and all that. Does it mm-hmm. matter to you that in 85, they suddenly technically aren't canon? Like, it, does it matter at all to you kind of thing? Or does it not matter and you just think whatever? Uh, that didn't bother me as much. You know, maybe because I didn't read very much from before that time, from pre-crisis. Mm. Um, but it did, at times, bother me more with, like, the New 52 stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example. And then, yeah, yeah and then now that they've, like, blended the New 52 with what we had before, mm. but it's really kind of neither, and it's just kind of, like, nebulous. It yes. It just kind of bugs me. Yeah, right? and strangely enough, actually, I have more problem with the whole it it just doesn't matter or everything matters like whatever like attitude now but i'm like i feel it makes everything just a bit meaningless and and, and sort of like yeah. anchorless in a weird way right like you'll see booster gold show up here and then later on he'll be in this series and they're like well, that doesn't really seem like it lines up or, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because that wasn't good. I mean, it's always been a thing of if a comic isn't good, mm. it's going to get ignored. And that's probably the best thing to do. And, mm. 
ultimately it comes down to head canon, right? Like that's the yeah. healthy way to like yeah. read comic books. Yeah, that's how I do it, and I just think. But I think from a like it's 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 a conversation that I understand is difficult if you're if you're the chief editor, because you know and, and all that kind of stuff. If you're running the joint, like. And you have people asking questions like this, and and DC seems so determined to try to pretend to address it all the time, and like yeah. all these crisis events, and I, like I don't know, it just feels like the law of diminishing returns for me. Like at a certain point, I just don't care anymore. I just like I I don't I you know you know what you can't. T- I'm looking at like comics on my shelf now while we're talking, and I'm sort of like, well, you can't like Young Justice, you know, with Peter David. I love it. I, I don't really care if it happened or not. You know, right. the, the JSA run by Jeff Johns, did it happen or not? Who knows? You know, Superman, whatever happened in Man of Tomorrow, I'm just looking at stuff, and I'm sort of at that point now where I'm like, you know what, if DC can't make their own minds up, I'll just enjoy the stories, and like these Legion stories, I love these Legion stories, for nearly all of them, and I'm sort of like, I don't care if DC tell me it happened or didn't happen, you know? Yeah, I know, right? You know, it's just like, you know, the stories that I love can all, you know, I'll 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 do the mental gymnastics to make yeah. the stories I love fit together and form my own universe, right? So even if I love this Superboy from pre-Crisis and then I love the Legion after Crisis, like, mm. I've never been, and, you know, older fans maybe were that were reading as it came out, but for me it was never like, yeah. oh, man, that never happened. It was always like... I love those stories. I love these stories. And yeah. this is just another thing in the big soap opera of comic mm. books, you know? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's also inevitable when you have characters that, uh, yes, they change, but they change kind of glacially and they get reset. And, you know, they're just going to have so much continuity attached to them just by the sheer length of time and amount of product that's been put out, you know? That you sort of yeah. have to um, just because we, we we've all done this too. Like I, I love Catwoman, but like Ed Brubaker's Catwoman run is my favorite Catwoman run of all time. And the next trade after his run, I just feel the the the, the quality which went down so dramatically that I just immediately stopped reading. You know? Yeah, right. Like so, there's characters I love, and it's like I haven't bought um, this character's book in ten years because it just hasn't been worth reading. But the minute it's worth buying or reading again, I'm going to pick it up and, mm. you know, that'll be my, you know, that'll be my Nightwing, you know. It'll yeah. be 10 years here I can read and then take a 20-year break and then come back in and Nightwing's good again. Yeah, and my point is, whatever happened in the run straight after Brubaker, and I don't mean to be too cruel to the person who took it over because it was a hard act to follow. Whatever happened in there, for me, effectively didn't happen. I didn't even read it. I don't right. care about it. It, it. it doesn't even worry me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sort of like, um, I enjoyed Brubaker's Catwoman and sort of like, I think it's a remarkable. And for me, that is so much more the character than almost any other Catwoman that I've ever read, especially after him, you know? And at a certain mm-hmm. point, the reader, the, the fan, the reader, has to make their own mind up and say, well, you know, it. who cares what happened? Like, if she went down the street and met Penguin and talked to him and it, that conversation didn't even happen because I haven't even read it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think, you know, Legion fans, it's a very healthy outlook, particularly just because we have 
Like, if I was going to be so married to a particular Legion, like, there'd be a lot of Legion that I don't like, right? Because they have the reboot, the three-boot, mm. the retro-boot, the original, you know, Dan Abnett stuff is very different, you know? Mm. So it's like, I don't know, just be open to good stories, and that's really what matters. It's true, man. Well, uh, yeah, and uh, the reason we're discussing this is because this is a very meta comic. And a very sort of like con- into into the weeds continuity comic. This whole the de- Death Superboy's arc, you know. No, oh, yeah, it's for sure. it's very sort of mm-hmm. like it's it's really one of these ones that's sort of like often talked about, and I think it's really interesting to on the show. So take us through the final issue, and I want to say fantastic cover, the greatest right. hero of them all. It says, yeah, the great cover with the what the like the sunset. Yeah, I love it. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah, so the Legionnaires are flying through time with uh, Superboy, mm. um, and they talk about we should see a flashback to the Red Skies. So this is probably this version of Superboy fighting through the Crisis, which mm-hmm. I guess still happened on his uh, pocket universe, pocket universe Earth. Yeah, and then Time Trapper kind of intercedes and he saves it and fights off the storms for him, or has a machine that stops the crisis mm. uh, but Superboy has to do what he says if he wants to save his family and everybody um, we see our other legionnaires from the first part of the series Frozen and Time Trapper's uh, headquarters or whatever you want to call it Yeah, um, and that's again where he explains what he's doing I never really do get a good uh, basically what he does is he interferes to save the legion or mm. something cuz why why did he care that superboy is he just doing this to mess with the legionnaires i guess like just, why did he yeah. create this pocket universe let's see um you were unwise enough to try to leave your own era your own tiny little world of a single nature never realizing that you were safe from me and there alone the time stream is my domain Ever since the first time you dared attempt a journey through time, I have guided you, steering through the possibilities to a little corner of reality I kept waiting. Until now, when I will use it to bring about the end of time itself. Ha, ha, ha. So, everything... It's kind of interesting. I mean, honestly, just as a story point, that um, he's... Ever since Brainiac, or whoever was created and went through time... He's saying he's um, it's all been a trick kind of thing, hasn't it? Yeah, he's the one that's been letting them go mm-hmm. through time. But I just still don't really understand like what exactly his plan was yeah, here, you know, um, or with the whole thing. I don't know. Anyway, well, he seems to sort of be I'll saying that, that, that that's the way that he's going to end time through this pocket universe. I don't know how, but that's what he seems to be saying. It's almost like yeah, the pocket universe. The pocket universe is almost a vehicle for him to somehow end time, and it's also where he's been steering the legion. I maybe to keep them in a playpen that he can control, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, that could be. Yeah, and he definitely wants to gather as many legionnaires as he can to kill them now, mm. even though he kept them. You know, yeah, kept Superboy around as their inspiration. He treated them anyway. almost like pets. You know. Yeah, like uh, Ant Farm or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, Like, but it's almost like he just exists to explain why there's Superboy in the pocket universe. 
Exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, later on we get better explanations for why. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just – maybe I'll have to reach out to the fan community and see what they think. <laughs> you were to say you're going to reach out to and Paul Levitt. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Paul. Uh, why? Can just, you explain do, no, just say, you dear Paul, why ago? regards Adam the computer? <laughs> <laughs> Time Trapper and the Pocket Universe. Why? <laughs> And then, anyway, <laughs> turning away from this, on page eight, there's a really random appearance by Dawnstar and Wildfire. Um, and you see... Page uh, eight. Page eight, yeah, page eight. In, in this one, you see Dawnstar and Wildfire. Dawnstar, with the colorization of her skin, is almost, like, fucking bright pink. You know, like... At least on my collection... Um... I'm wondering if this reprint version just doesn't have those pages. Oh, really? What issue are we doing? Uh, This is Legion of Superheroes 38. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And right after the Time Trapper, there's a page with Dawnstar and Wildfire, but he's kind of got like a humanoid form, but it's got fire around it. And he's, as usual, trying... He's holding hands with her, and he's trying to make a play for Dawnstar. Once again, she rejects him. <laughs> he just, uh, yeah. he just loses I guess they his cut shit. that out of the Man of Steel collection. Uh, it's pretty but funny. Yeah, she, that yeah. fucking sucks that they, they cut that out of the Man of Steel collection, by the way, man. Can I just put that on the permanent fucking record? I hate it when they edit fucking issues, you know, for their own bullshit. Um, yeah, this was would have been like uh, early 2000s, so I, I don't know if they would have done that in the new version. But yeah, I hated when they did that back in the you know nineties and two thousands. It's also a good fucking thing. She's like, I I am happy for you, wildfire, but perhaps not in the way you hoped. I still feel you do not. I still do not feel as though you can ever touch. I can ever touch the true man inside you. Then he's like, Dawnstar, damn, and then he just does a massive fireball of frustration. <laughs> yeah. True wildfire. Yeah, we saw star. him explode once before, and he yeah. went, "Damn!" So I think this is kind of a callback to that. Yeah, it's a callback, but, and he's uh, just still like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, that little uh, that little robot member that joined. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In know. the last group of reading we did, he's the one that helped Wildfire take a human form. That, so that fucking little robot was mental. so fucking annoying, but he was kind of funny. Yeah, like yeah. he was just floating around with his constant bullshit, like. You know, like, constant sarcasm, like, on. He's like a Jar Jar Binks or something. Yeah, yeah, he was just, like, incessant as well. Like, God, like, you just felt like grabbing him and just breaking him, like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Time Trapper gives Superboy a big old gun to kill the Legionnaires that are frozen. Yeah. But that's when the other Legionnaires break their mental frozenness and help. And Superboy's going, no, 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 no. I've never taken a human life, and I'm not starting with my friends. Take your blaster and your deal. As if Superboy was ever going to just blast and kill all the Legionnaires. Yeah, Yeah, like that would have worked maybe in the Silver Age when kids were like, Superboy, don't do it. But here it's like... (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it is a bit Silver Agey, though. Even the... Would you agree even the plot is a little sort of like something that could have been done in the 60s kind of thing? Like it's it stretches the bounds of you know, credibility that Superboy would just so betray and kill everyone, you know? Yeah, and I mean, if Time Trapper could have killed those other Legionnaires this whole time, like Cosmic Boy, Ultra Boy, Mon-El could all be dead, but uh, it's just, yeah, kind of... 
Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, look, in fairness, this is kind of one of these instances where I think that the actual comic of how to explain it, it, it it's not the greatest. You know, like, it's it's all yeah. a bit bullshit. Like, and, of course, it ends up in a massive fight, and um, Trump Trevor is, like, very powerful. I didn't realise he was this powerful, though. Like, he's just... Yeah, Levitz is the one that really turned him into, like, a big threat. Um, there's a story after this that's about a conspiracy, mm. and the conspiracy is to get revenge on the Time Trapper. And it's a really good story, and uh, it really has... I think it's a really good... It's a much better Time Trapper story than this one, where yeah. he's kind of just, just not much to him. But in the other one, he's really great. Mm. Hey, he's we'll do that at some point. Interesting character, I think, and an interesting... Like, I, I'm sort of interested, as a writer myself, in, in the choices that they do. I, like, there's nothing wrong with the ideas. I sometimes think the execution in the comics can be a bit simplistic, how they always end up yeah. fighting, and, you know, it's just, like, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, but, yeah. But, so, in your collection, then, I bet you they've taken out the page of Dream Girl talking to Polar Boy, have they? Which is on page fifteen. Yeah, they left that one out too. Yep. And that sucks. And you know why that sucks? Because mm-hmm. they're directly talking about the mission, you know. And she, she just pops in to sort of say, um, "Never mind him. Uh, I worked with you when you led the substitute heroes, and the legions never had a better leader, including me. Keep smiling, cutie. You're doing fine." And she winks at him. Um, and so it's referencing his doubt regarding how he sent everyone away kind of thing. You know, like, oh, you know, he didn't send enough people away. He's kind of questioning his decisions. So it sort of sucks that they took that out of the collection, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think they just cut out anything that didn't directly deal with Superman probably for that. But, yeah, it's annoying. It was also cool to get this mention of how she used to work with, uh, you know, she used to be in the subs and Polar Boy was the leader then. So that was yeah. kind of a cool callback. When was she in the subs, man? Uh, so after Starboy killed a guy, mm. he got kicked out of the Legion and joined the subs, and she joined with him. Really? Wow. Yeah. So Dream Girl yeah. left. I don't think Dream Girl ever actually... Oh, I see. I don't think... She was she with might Element. not have joined yet, but right. she had appeared. Yeah, so what you're saying is her boyfriend got kicked out and she kind of went with him. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'll go up a page, though, after, before the page with Dream Girl, mm. and there's the page with Superboy, mm. and there's a panel where he says, Damn you, Trapper. Mm. And he's got this weird eye thing going on. Yeah, yeah, actually he does. One eye's massive. <laughs> yeah, one eye's like, it's almost like something like um, The Rock would do, you know? like Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's where he got it. It's, it's kind of funny. Like It's like quite the feat if he can achieve doing that with his eyes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we see the this, the the machine that was saving Smallville got destroyed. Mm. So now the Legionnaires are all out trying to save the city. Mm. Um, At least they're boys then, now fighting with them, you know. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, the time trapper just kind of leaves, and he says. Um, hold it, Trapper. And he says, a force field to hold me? You are amusing. Then the 30th century will survive? Mm. All centuries will on your Earth, the true Earth, but you won't. We will. And it's just, I don't know. It was kind of... I like uh, this bit where he says, this never was your past, Legionnaire. Only a whispery possibility I connected you to when you were presumptuous enough to try to travel through time. 
Each time you broke through the time barrier, I sent you here, until this earth began to fall apart and the jest paled. Farewell. So for him, it's just all a big joke. So Yeah, it almost seems like he's just being a dick. Yeah, he's just kind of... He really is kind of just like the, the you know, the guy, the puppeteer, and he's just mm-hmm. kind of been fucking with them almost. Like, But what's yeah. hilarious would be... Um, I mean, I have no idea of the stories, but if Superboy's ever encountered Tantra before and beat him, and it's like, well, your own bullshit has defeated you then, you know? You know That's what I mean? true, yeah, it probably yeah. has happened. That That is actually funny as well, you know? Well, something also worth mentioning is the Time Trapper was never really that serious of a threat, and at one point they actually revealed him to just be like a random guy, a random... Uh, member of the Dominator race, or right. not Dominator, Controller race, which is like a Green Lantern race. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and then in the recently, I think it was the Legionnaires 3 mm. series, which was just a, a series about the three founder Legionnaires, which is probably better than that Cosmic Boy miniseries. Mm. But um, it reveals that he was just a pawn this whole time. So a lot of the, the time trapper that they'd fought mm. was just a pawn and mm. that we finally get to see the real time trapper here in the Levitt's run. Right. So it was kind of a cool reveal. Yeah. I mean, in a good way to make him like an actual threat, you know? Yeah. 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 As opposed to just sort of like a, a throwaway, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think Levitt's has a pretty good grasp on him and, and I'm not that critical of, if they're going to make this decision, I, I quite like the science fiction writer in me sort of likes the whole idea of the pocket universe. I'm not saying I agree with what they did, but just the idea mm. of it, like it's, it is kind of very science fictiony, twisty kind of, you know, twisty timey kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I love the, the science fictiony stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just got a um, bit of an appeal, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the Legion. They're pretty, Heavily based in science fiction already, you know. Indeed. Um, Did that? But uh, yeah, I've got a question. I've got a question. A famous science fiction writer. I want to say his name's Edward Edward Hamilton. Wrote a lot of Mm -hmm. wrote a lot of Superman, and I was wondering if he ever worked on Legion. Um, He was, I believe, his name was like Edward Hamilton. There might have been like a, a Edward F Hamilton or something, but. He was a science fiction writer who did a lot of Superman in like the 40s and 50s and maybe even 60s, I believe. I was wondering if he ever did any Legion superheroes, considering they are quite science fiction-y. Do you know the answer to that question? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's one of the big... um, Edmund Hamilton was his name. That's his name, right, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the big, bigger... Ones. I'm not sure if we've read anything by him yet, mm. but yeah, he definitely had a long uh, tenure on the Legion. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I figured. Yeah, I, I think him and uh, Jerry Siegel kind of wrote him in the earlier days, and then uh, Jim Jim Shooter took over. Yeah. And then, well, we all know Jim Shooter like became very dominant, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. You know. Um. Yeah. So. We were at the point where Brainiac Five's trying to fix the machinery with Cosmic Boy, but he can't. So Brainy or so Superboy grabs hold of both sides of the machine, and he's funneling all this power through himself. Mm. And Monel and Ultra Boy come in to try to help him, and he blows him away with his super breath. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately, he 
holds on long enough to save um, to save you know his Earth, and uh, uh, Ma Kent says Pa, and Pa says Don't cry, Ma. He might hear us. And then Superboy says I'm done. Uh, yeah. Heavy. And, about as heavy as it, about as heavy as it gets, man. The ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm done. And and would you say that's kind of a meta comment, like Superboy's contribution at that point in time to the DC universe has almost expired. You know, let's think about it that way. Let's go that direction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I guess one thing I didn't get is uh, he takes the bubble and flies him back home. I don't know why Monel couldn't do that unless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like, anyway, yeah. Yeah, he, he's dying, isn't he? And he does it like. Yeah, essentially, maybe maybe it's going to take a lot of toll on him without the time trapper being there to assist or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, heavy stuff, man. And uh, wow. good stuff though, done. as a death scene. Honestly, after at times a somewhat confusing story that, like, as we, the time trapper had only the whisper of a fucking motivation to even create this pocket universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's all like mm-hmm. just, it's all a big joke. Okay, all right. Well, quite the jester. Um, you know, but like <laughs> the actual death scene, I felt was pretty impactful. I I thought. Well, yeah, and then we have the scene with Monel, which is pretty impactful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's rushing Superboy to the multi lab, and he says, "Monel, take care of Earth for me. It was the nicest home a boy could want." And then Superboy, you know, he's holding him. Yeah, but it's it's hardcore. I mean, where does the body go? Do they do they deliver the body? I mean, I guess there's the funeral. Um, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, surely they take it back to Maran Park Kent. Or well, they they, they say can't. that they can't time travel anymore. Oh, they can't go back. So, yeah. right, I get it. So his body's just there in a Legion headquarters. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. He was a I legend. So. I loved away. him. Who is it who says I loved him, you know? Who's the woman? She's kind of got like ha, a sort of a half-color costume, two colors. Uh, that's Triplicate Girl. She always oh, right. had like yeah. a, you know, will-they-won't-they they thing with him right. uh, before she married Bouncing Boy. Right. Yeah, okay. and Invisible Kid says he was a legend, and Ultra Boy says he was a real friend. Element Lad, I never met a better man in Monel. He called me his brother and took me into his home, and from the day we met, he thought of me every day of his life. Sleep well, Kal-El. Clark, my brother. Um, I think it's Lightning Lad or Saturn Girl says he saved my life, yeah. maybe when he brought him back to life. Yeah. And then Cosmic Boy, he was the greatest hero of them all. Very true. Very Pretty fitting tribute. Fitting Though, tribute Monel, was he really thinking about you every day of his life whenever he let you go a thousand years in the Phantom Zone? <laughs> well, he was, you know, you know, Superboy dude. I mean, he would have been <laughs> thinking about him, but, like, a lot of stuff on his plate, you know. Especially when he became Superman, similar with Candor. Like, it took him a long time to get around to, you know, getting that, getting them back to, you know, full strength. Yeah, yeah. big. Um, felt Crypto should have been there. Um... They could have, the dog, yeah. would have been nice for them. Would have been nice, actually, here's an idea, for them to have had the dog in Legion, even after Superboy yeah. had gone. That'd so be cool. Taken yeah. Crypto with them, you know. So a little piece of Superboy could have still survived, kind of thing, you know? 
Yeah, I would have liked that. Um, I would have liked that. You a know, lot. as they get into it though more, it's like, no, not only do you just not do this stuff on Superman, like you can't talk about Superboy. You know, yeah. and that's where things would eventually go. And we read that five years what, later. Story what happens to like, his coffin? Is it there? Don't, don't they sort of have a like don't ask, don't tell approach to Superboy? Like they sort of like erase him from their minds, don't they? Isn't it sort of like um, did he ever really? I don't think exist? they erase him from his mind until after like the first few issues of the Five YL, and then they erase him from history. You yeah, know, essentially. Yeah. Where the time trapper was never alive, so he never did that, and yada yada. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. Like, so yeah, this is actually kind of a trilogy with this story, and then like I said, the uh, conspiracy story was like a sequel, and then the Five YL stuff was kind of a follow up to that. So mm. it's kind of a bit of a trilogy, and I'll I'll be interested to see how you like the conspiracy when we get around to that one. But uh, yeah. Man, I look, pretty, forward, I look forward to it. I mean, a very good story as far as I'm concerned. Um, although I have some caveats that we've discussed, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I personally think Levitz knew what he was doing. Uh, I, I disagree with John Byrne and his whole fucking take on Superboy. You know, um, frankly, I think it was a misread, you know, personally. Yeah. But... um. A good story, nonetheless, um, and a powerful story, and a, and a good ending, and that's always important. Like the a good final back half of the last issue, I think, ends it on a pretty poignant upward sort of inflection. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna go for a seven, but based on the the strength of this, the death and the you know the impact there, I'm gonna bump up to seven and a half, and then also. Uh... You know, I like that they're setting up the Time Trapper to be this bigger villain, mm. which kind of leads into one of my favorite issues. So, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the last thing I, I wanted to say about this is just that uh, this Earth that Superboy died to save, mm. you might be a little annoyed to learn that uh, about a year later, John Byrne does a bit of a sequel to it where he returns to this Earth. Mm. Um, and they actually do have a funeral for Superboy. And... Um, uh, it's <laughs> Lana, I think, Pete, and Lex Luthor, and they're at his funeral, and then they go down to Superboy's headquarters, and um, or no, it's it's uh, the parents' funerals. Uh, they die, and they die Jesus. of heartbreak or whatever. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ, it, it, that's dark. The parents, yeah, the parents are dead, and they had <laughs> and terrible lives. And crypto is crypto in it. Is crypto in it as a normal dog? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. All oh, right. But but then Pete and Lana and Lex, and I think they're adults by this time, so it must have been a little bit later. Commit suicide or something? <laughs> well, they go down to the Superboy's headquarters, or you know, right. his house, his basement, his cavern, and yeah. he find uh, the Phantom Zone projector. Right. And they let out the Phantom Zone criminals who Jesus. go out and destroy the entire planet. It's what? like completely wrecked. And wow. those three start like this underground resistance. So this planet that Superboy died to predict <laughs> that wasn't really a planet that was a duplicate by Time Trapper then gets totally fucking wrecked like right. 15 years later. Um, and so they go, the back as ad- that... oh, they go back as adults. Right. I see. So they're older. So it's not like a week after. 
the yeah I, I think they were adults so yeah it was probably like 10 oh, years later well that explains why there's no crypto because sadly crypto a yeah. normal dog couldn't survive probably. an extra 15 right yeah what a but, bizarre uh, story and, and what a fucking this is... weird story yeah, I know. Well, it gets worse because oh. this is the story that reintroduces Supergirl. But this version of Supergirl uh, is a lump of protoplasm. I have heard of this. Matrix, yeah. Right. Yeah, which which had a pretty good run under Peter David, but mm. this was the introduction of her. So also ironic that the same planet that killed Superboy and wiped him out of existence reintroduces Supergirl, who was wiped out of existence with crisis is this the one where superman ends up killing them and then goes in exile in space after it he kills them and yes that was the he puts jor-el on an electric chair or something and just electrocutes him (laughs) exactly that's the bow on the little gift there uh i think i don't think it's electrocution i think he uses kryptonite to kill all the phantom zone criminals what's funny is I, i do know i didn't know that that was connected to this, but that's hilarious with it, just how dark that story is. I mean, it's ridiculously dark. Um, But, like, when... Remember when Man of Steel came out and there was all those people like, there's no way Superman would ever have to kill... Even me, who's not a Superman expert by any stretch of the imagination, was like, there's a story where he does kill all three of them. You know, it's it's famous. For, for for it like, um, but at the same you know, time though, it was famous for how you know it wasn't a great example of a no, but, but no, but but I'm saying it it had happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, you know, and it was also even ironically the same fucking people. You know, if you think same about people. it. Oh yeah, same villain. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like I'm just saying, like the people who are reacting, like it was just so unbelievable, like. And some of them are massive comic book fans. Like, Superman would never do this. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a patrol. And I'm like, well, he did do it. Uh, you know, I, I haven't read it, but I know he did it. And I've seen the images yeah. of it. Like, it was a flat execution, you know? It was. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll say in the, uh, on that topic, I guess, to me, like, they definitely put him in a situation where I think he made the right choice. Yeah, me too. That said... Do you need to put Superman in that situation in his first movie? I don't think so. It's a separate but... question, but you know, um, I can see why Snyder did it because Snyder's drawn to that kind of stuff. I know that that's actually a good question, um, but you know, I think it was actually the, one of the more interesting parts of an otherwise really boring movie. Totally agree. Totally, hundred yeah. percent agree. Actually, with you, like exactly. Uh, I a lot of my. My 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 complaints about that movie were not that scene, you know. Um, my complaint was more when he when Superman takes one of the Phantom Zone criminals and flies through a gas station, which then explodes, and it's like, <laughs> why why did you have to fly through a gas station? Like there's people yeah, around there. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a great movie, but anyway, I mean, so you gave it seven and a half, did you, or seven? Yeah, seven and a half with the with the good death. I'm giving it eight. All right, fine. Okay, so. Anyway, look, I'm glad we did it. Um, gee, yeah. that's a fucking dark sequel. Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, I know, right? So unnecessary. The, so the they never from got the Legion side is much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, exactly. The the, the Legion funeral. So that coffin, though, did that stay in the in the Legion of Headquarters? You know, Legion of Superior Headquarters. Was there always a coffin where to them Superboy died? Because that's even more bizarre. Like. 
I don't know. I mean, because you got to think, this is issue 38. This series lasts till 63, so we've got another 25 issues, Mm. and then this Legion is pretty much, Mm. you know, Superboy is basically out, right? After the five years later stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well. So I I don't really remember. I've only read those issues like. Jesus Christ! I hated that five years later stuff. I, you know, I was gonna say we should do more of that sometime. <laughs> no, we can, we can, but I just, it was just such a I weird know. fucking like book. Like, I get it, I get it. It was just so ridiculously different to everything yeah. that, like, all the good Legion stuff that we've done has been. Like, it was just so. I think out if there. we ever did more, though, you'll also find that it's probably the most nostalgic run. Even though it's the most different from the classic Silver Age stuff, it's very much. Uh, hearkening back to that stuff. But, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, someday, okay. someday, I'll give you a break, though. Give me a break, and and now we go back in time, properly back in time. Legion of Superheroes. Uh, what number? Two eleven. Superboy. Um, Two eleven. Yeah. Superboy. Superboy starring. Starring. Legion of Superheroes. Element lad, stop! You'll be expelled from the Legion for killing. Roxas deserves to die, and I resign. And he just flat out annihilates him. Good cover. Classic cover. You know. Yeah, um, great. Uh, twenty five cents. I'm imagine. Yeah, twenty five yeah, cents back in the day. I would have bought it for twenty five cents. Art by Mike Grell, story Jim Shooter. Wonder what age Jim Shooter yeah. was here. Fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> Let's see. This is uh. What, what year? Seventy five. He might have been in his twenties. In his twenties, but you know, an old pro by that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take us through this this one, man. This was this was one of you. This was basically um one of your um recommendations i've got to say i really like the artwork it's really busy um and kind of like there's a lot happening in every panel i think it's really cool oh yeah for sure yeah grill is uh pretty great um but yeah i figure we can go through these relatively quick and yes. quickly compared sure. to the other uh but yeah we see uh skipping that first teaser page but we see rocks is uh he's going to this um haven for criminals mm. and basically it's hidden in space and you know nobody can find it uh we get a recap that roxas is basically the the villain that killed all of element lad's people mm. um so yeah he's a bad guy yeah uh he first appeared back when very bad uh, guy. element that did yeah um but it was kind of dumb this whole haven that's supposed to be hidden in space blocks <laughs> out the stars yeah. Like, how is that not part of the, the plan, you know? And that's also how they got discovered as well. They were like, well, you we can just right. tell, like, that there's this massive, you know, shadow across <laughs> the stars. Like, yeah. And they were, the way they explained it, they were just like, yeah, you see, uh, we can actually see you. Like, you stand out really, really well. <laughs> it's kind of, I, I, I found it kind of funny, but you are right. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't. Well, it was yeah, incredible. I mean, it was funny just how, like, dumb they are. <laughs> But, um, um, yeah, so basically they catch those villains and then Element Lad is feeling a little moody because mm. he had a chance to catch Roxas uh, and he got away. Yeah, he slipped through his fingers. Yeah, and that's when we get the recap that Roxas is basically a pirate who wanted to use the people of his planet, which is, oh God, Element Lad is from Trom. Mm. Yeah, so... He was going to use the people of Trom to, like, turn stuff into gold. Mm. Um, Which is interesting. But then... Yeah, exactly. Um, He's going to kind of enslave them, wasn't he? Yeah, enslave them. But he ended up 
killing them all, and Element Lad's the last one. Yeah. Uh, Element Lad takes a cruiser because he figured out where Roxas would run to, which is the dead planet of Rom, which is kind of or Trom, which is kind of creepy. You know that that's where he went to hide, and that's yeah. where he had been hiding. Amongst, good the, hiding amongst spot, the, all the amongst all the dead, amongst the statues and whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then uh, Starboy warns Element Lad, "Hey, if you kill him, because Element Lad, he's pissed. He's gonna kill him. Like yeah. he says, it's my right as the sole survivor." Yeah. And uh, Starboy's like, "Hey, if you do that, you'll get kicked out." And then he recaps how he got kicked out, which we were just talking about mm. Starboy getting kicked out. Mm. And then Element Lad blasts him, and he doesn't feel very good about it. Uh, I'm sorry, Chemical guys. Kid I lost stopped. control. Yeah, and they're like, well, "Too late. You're going to jail." <laughs> Um, but Superboy was blocked by Chemical Kid whenever he was doing that, which I don't think Chemical Kid would actually be able to block Superboy, mm. but whatever. Oh, yeah, right. Um, like he's sort of like, well, if you look at the panel, he kind of threw himself in his way. So true, he's yeah. lucky that Superboy wasn't traveling at full speed because he could have just gone through yeah. him, you know? It could have been caught. him right, at, right to Well, he could have. Like, if Superboy was going flying at top speed and he just walked in front of him, it, yeah, it, especially when you're just regular. Just smash through you, you know? Yeah. Without meaning to as well. It was like a fucking train. More yeah, powerful like, than a locomotive, uh, man. From the boys. Remember more powerful than a locomotive? You know? Yeah. Faster yep. than a speeding bullet. What was the other thing? More powerful more than power, Able to leap tall buildings in a single, single bound. bound. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, all those things. That's classic yeah, fucking super you watch for out. you. Yeah, but you better watch out before you start throwing yourself in your way. But... <laughs> Yeah, he was kind of like a hurdle, though. He sort of tried to just sort of just do a full block. So, yeah, I mean, that's questionable. I mean, in the next panel, he's there on top of him. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, oh, I see. No, no, he's going, this is your he... fault, King. I could have prevented this if you hadn't oh, yeah. interfered. Yeah, right, I see. Right, he's really sort of right. dominating. But then you find out that Chemical King uh, transmuted the gun with yeah. his chemical powers, and it was non-lethal, harmless. Yeah. Um, which this is probably like one of the biggest uh, Chemical King stories we ever get because he doesn't stick <laughs> around for very long. That was his his highlight. His his his. This is his fucking like golden moment where he like gets. Yeah, he's like he kept Element Lad in the Legion. That's about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we find out that uh, Roxas has been. Uh, I'm alive. No, no, I must die. That's why I surrendered. It started when I came here to hide among these ruins a year ago. At first, I didn't believe it, but it's real. They torment me. I tried to escape them, but I can't. I'm hunted by the souls of the Traumites I killed here. I can't stand it. End me. Kill me. Definitely. Yeah, so he's going crazy. But he yeah, wind so up in a home Roxas for the incurably insane. So he's going go, to go to uh, an asylum, basically. Yeah, and Roxas was the villain that we read in the five-year-later run, who was like real crazy. Like, mm. like He almost was like the Joker. Oh, uh, him! I remember him. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he had like multiple personalities. So this is the same character. Uh, so yeah. things don't go very well for Roxas, but Element Lad never does kill him. So. Roxas in that one was just nuts, though, as well. Remember, like he was really fucking out there. You know? Yeah, he had like multiple personalities, and he was almost like the Joker, where he was like killing people yeah. just randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was nuts. So that's that's an interesting yeah. story, and then and then the next one is my old friend Kerry Bates and up by Mike Grell, and it is the story where they replace the headquarters, the clubhouse. 
Yeah, um, Love not just a, just a nitpick here, but Shadowlass is wearing the wrong costume for when that happened, but not a big deal. <laughs> I like them say not a big deal. It is a big deal, and Adam's computers <laughs> picked them up on it. Look, uh, look I'm kind of pissed off about it, but you know, <laughs> you know, not not the proper format right here for me to get into it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but like, I did think it was funny that Shadowless and Cosmic Boy, the way that he was talking, I was like, this doesn't sound like Cosmic Boy would normally talk. With all these, like, it won't be long now, baby. <laughs> like when he's when he's like getting into it, I did think that they were imposters, and then yeah. it turns yeah, out yeah, they yeah. Are, you know. I also I think is that supposed to be the Starship Enterprise maybe on that second page, maybe not. It says Jupiter Two. Where is this? I don't know. Oh, it does look very Starship Enterprisey. Yeah, it does look very. It does. Yeah, it does look very Starship Enterprise. You are right there, actually. Yeah, yeah, very similar. But the Legion cruiser also kind of looks kind of like Star Trek sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, a, a fun story, but, a, a throwaway, but it was fun and it was nice to see the old clubhouse, you know, um, there. And then they give the Legion yeah. substitute heroes, who are the ones who stop them, they give them the 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 old clubhouse, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yep, we got a chlorophyll kid, fire lad, I think is his name, and stone boy, and yeah, it turned out that uh, cosmic boy was and uh, shadowlass were just criminals that had stashed loot in one of their cells. And you could kind of tell that from the start because they mentioned they were very familiar with the security cells or something. Um, mm-hmm, that they yeah. spent time there, so I, I thought it was a cool. I thought it was a cool little story, a throwaway, and nice to see the Legion of Substitute Heroes get the old uh, headquarters as well. You would have liked that, being a fan of the Substitute Heroes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, no Polar Boy though, who's my favorite, um, <laughs> or Night Girl, who's my other favorite, but it's still good. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering if we're supposed to think that this is like many years later, like, and the first one we see the old head. head- one day, several years before our current Adventures of the Legion, mm. we see the headquarters being hauled away. I'm wondering if the the part with the subs is supposed to be like present day, you know? Because yeah. the way the story's told, it almost seems like they hauled it away and then immediately they went and chased after it. Unless I missed some kind of word balloon, but I thought anyway, no, I think I, I I think that they hauled it away. Then some time had passed, and then. The criminals had come in, and then the Legion of Substitute Heroes got it. So there was an interval period where oh, they, okay. where they—that's how I read it. I don't know. I mean, or it all happened. On it's the same weird day. though that they had it hauled away to a junkyard though, and then still kept the deed to give to the subs like years later. No, they know. were like, "Fuck it! Like, we'll give it to the subs now. We we're going to junk it, but we'll give it to <laughs> these fucking morons." Like, you you know, like exactly. Yeah, like they didn't they didn't have the good grace to offer it to their little substitute, like you know, sort of like wannabes. First off, they had to send it to the junkyard first. <laughs> then they were like, "Oh, you know what? Toss them a bone." Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Losers. Yeah, they're just yeah. They're, right. There was a bit of arrogance there. Um, then we had oh, uh, we had uh, Superboy and the Legion, Stone the Legion of Superheroes issue two one two. At what pay? What what issue was it where it became a Legion? We, was it like two eighty or something? Uh, it wasn't that far. I think it would be like two. Um, uh, I thought it'd be like two thirty something. So maybe are these are these all issues that would be included in that Bronze Age collection oh. that we're waiting for, or would this be in stuff that we've already has already been 
collected recently? Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Two fifty nine is when it becomes Legion of Superheroes. Um, this this issue, these issues would be in that Bronze Age period that they haven't collected yet. Right. So it's before the um, hardcovers. You know the it, two the two hardcovers. Yes, recently? the Superboy ones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's collected in the archives, but not there. Come this on, DC. Particular issue. Come on, DC. Get it together. I know. Right. Yeah. This this particular this first story though. Uh, with the um, Legion of Super Rejects, uh, is collected in a trade called 1,050 Years in the Future, which was the 50th anniversary trade. Uh, so yeah. it was kind of cool that they picked this one as a as a story in there. So what's the storyline in this one? Because um, I'm just try- I'm just trying to remember. Like, take yeah. t- take us through it. Yeah, so we have a reject Magno Lad. He gets rejected from the Legion. Uh, he's going to destroy this statue of Feralad, but then he gets a mental command not to, which uh, was from right. Esperlas. Yes. And then we have a group of six legionaries. I've got to kind of just say, Esperlas is kind of fetching. Esperlas is kind of fetching to me in that costume that she's got going on. Yeah, and you'll actually recognize some of these. Uh, Esperlas, Microlad, and the magnetic guy, Magnolad, mm. were all members of the Legion of Supervillains when we read that yes. Death of Karate Kid story. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, you would remember those three. Um, the Phantom guy and the Chameleon guy, I don't think we ever see again. Uh, the, the, the Mad Reader lad one, uh, Calorie Queen. She shows up in the five years later stuff as uh, Matterator Lad's secretary. I like so. her. I think she was kind of cute. And at the end, Matterator Lad actually puts out like a thing. She's, like, She's some gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have any reason to think that because you guys just fought and never yeah. had any. But he sort of like writes her. He's like, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. that was funny, but it's actually. just always interesting when they have these rejects, and the rejects always go like evil. Yeah, yeah. where half of this team like, like ended fuck up being this, villains. you know, f- if you don't want me, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tear you down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and this this Magno Lad design is such a Mike Grell looking character. I, I like Mike Grell a lot, but that's a terrible look. This guy's sporting. <laughs> I like, actually kind of like it. Jesus, really? I don't know something retro about it. It's it's like something out of a seventies gymnastics uh like <laughs> uniform is all like the only thing i could possibly say about it like it's, i could see that yeah it's it's kind of hard to take him seriously when he's got his arms on his hips and he's shouting to um, <laughs> yeah. cosmic boy he's like we challenge you to and cosmic boy's like forget it no no not that guy <laughs> jesus not that guy that is a terrible costume yeah that's oh. <laughs> that's very much a phantom girl uh design yeah you know it's basically phantom girl's design on a boy i was talking about the magnetic guy who's down below with the like the blue and the purple which ones oh yeah he's okay yeah yeah the purple with yeah that's the one i was saying i like not not the guy in the leotard yeah the guy that i was like yeah i was thinking adam you're struggling for form if you're thinking that guy's good oh you're talking about the guy and he's kind of got like the sort of like um almost like a dress thing going on like um yeah, it's not much better, I guess. It's not yeah. a lot better. It's definitely man. got like a little skirt. It's not that much better, man. To be honest, but it is better than the fucking like leotard, I guess. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say that any yeah. of them are Mike Grell's best day of design. Like, no, yeah. but I, I, I just feel like this this magnetic guy is very much a Mike Grell look. Yeah. Like, I would never think that was anybody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the rejects come in and they're challenging all the legionnaires that they got rejected. Four. Yes. So, you know, like, 
they duplicate their powers, right? Um, they all take down the Legionnaires, you know, pretty easily. Uh, and then Superboy comes in and wraps him up with his cape, and then, you know, like you would shake out a rug outside your back door, <laughs> they all fun. go flying out. And then, and then they <laughs> um, give him some fucking attitude as well. Cosmic Boy. Yeah, he says, well, that takes care of that. What was eating those rejects anyway? Or maybe I should say, what's eating you? Out of the way. Get lost, Super Potensky. Jesus. That means. They're just like super (laughs) fucking aggressive towards Superboy. Like, just real, like, babies, you know, basically. Yeah, I mean, Superboy is just kind of a pain in the ass, though. Like, who needs him? Superboy fucking saved them. He was just doing what he always does. Like, just comes in, saves the day, and he's just getting all this attitude for it. You know what, though? Superboy just always acts like he's got nothing to prove, so he can't, you know, he doesn't understand what these guys, you know, <laughs> they they got to stand up for themselves, you know? It's just obnoxious. It's like your friend that's, like, you know, maybe super athletic or something and just doesn't see what it's like to be, you know, yeah, well, not, not always number one. Superboy is number one, and, you know, like, and can I say this as well? Let's not forget, at the end of the day, he gives up his life for the team. Um... It's not Superboy's fault that he's basically perfect, you know, which is what he is basically. In essence, he's perfect. Number one in hell, maybe. Like he's in my mind, Superboy. I like my Superboy, unblemished, perfect, perfect record, perfect owner of crypto, and yeah, he cops some attitude here, and he just he doesn't even know what to do with it. He, it's not like he even fires back with much. He's just kind of like Jesus, like wow. You're not wrong. You know, he's too nice of a guy for that. He's a very nice yeah. guy. But uh, actually, there's a page missing. Not that it's oh, not supposed to be missing, but um, uh, generally, you know, this was like a 12-page story or whatever. Mm. But uh, there was a page that was drawn but was cut out, oh. and that page is included in the collected edition. So what if happens they ever do a bronze page? age, probably throw it in there. What happens in this mysterious What's page? That? What happens in this mysterious uh, page? It's basically Matter Eater Lad is saying, like, man, I suck. Uh, she kicked my butt. And then Karate Kid's like, yeah, you need to get it together. No, I'm looking at it. That's in this. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Oh, you've got that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe See, I don't not... deserve to belong, Karate Kid. Being able to even digest any kind of matter isn't exactly earth-shaking. To top it off, I got clobbered by a girl. And then Karate Kid's like, come on. A Legionnaire doesn't always win, but he always fights. If you want to chicken out, do it before the action. Don't cave in when the others are counting on you. And he just kind of walks off with Big fucking comment. right, yeah. So that's that's the page that got cut out, but you have it in yours. So that's yes, good. in the digital collections here. So okay, so that's interesting. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's the world's greatest page, but you know, it's it, oh, no, um, no, you know, it's just a little bit of yeah. I don't think it really adds that much, except kind of goes ahead and alludes to what's going to happen later. But meanwhile, we see this guy that's being sent to talk to the president of Earth, and he says, "Hey, I got a mission, and you're gonna, I'm gonna take one of your legionnaires." You think that they're going to go to jail or something, but uh, the yes. way they're setting it up. Yeah, that you do actually. Yeah, that's a, you. It's quite yeah. a. It's quite a good tease, actually. Then I like the yeah, next so. bit is that they're all lined up for the fight. It's kind of pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they're just. I love. I love this. This actually was one of my favorite issues as a kid because I always loved the uh, whole concept of here's like oh this is an evil version of yeah. this character. You know? Yeah. So I was like this one, but yeah, they're lined up for a rematch, and mm. Matter Little Lad he runs away, but it turns out he's gonna go munch on the Legion pole yeah. to 
pretty fun. Knockout Calorie Queen. Yeah. Yep. Who's some gal. And then... And it's kind of clever, though. They do the old, like, they mix up the team up. The Legion is smart enough to mix it up so they're not fighting opposites. Yeah, and they use teamwork. and use teamwork. That, uh, Something for the win. kids, isn't it, really, to learn, to, to appreciate. Like, don't always be a showboat. Yeah. It plays a team, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, and then we, we get the guy that was earlier in the story that was after in Legionnaire, and it's a draft notice. Mm. And Superboy says, you're drafted, but that planet has no army. And then he says, of course not. On Bismol, the board's drafts candidates for political office. He's been chosen to run for representative. Um, yeah. If you notice, Superboy's got some fucking serious sideburns going as well in that panel. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a growl thing. He's really... Got Everybody the seventy sideburns going big time. As does the guy in the um, uh, is it Matarita lad? Is that who it is? The green guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Long as I'm leaving, thinking yeah. about giving Calorie Quinn another chance. She's quite a gal, you know. And then uh, is it Sudden Girl who says that's the mark of greatness to forgive and help your opponent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is almost like for the kids, isn't it? At the end, like you know. It's almost like Superboy. Yeah, like, if you look at Superboy, it almost looks like he's kind of grabbing her ass. If you look at his positioning, like oh yeah, yeah not such a good guy. Yeah, he's just kind of like yeah, I like this. <laughs> you could definitely see that, yeah. Um, but Matter Eater Lad is one of my favorites, and he's yeah. really written out of the book here for a good. He comes back to help him with one thing where he has to like eat something for him <laughs> and then uh he's pretty much out of the book up until that five years later stuff right but yeah he's always been one of my favorites and when he does come it's back good. to the five year later stuff he's much more of a humorous character yeah almost like a proto deadpool or uh right, right, you know right. like ambush bug yeah okay well really wow he's really really out there ambush bug is such an out there fucking character you know I'm surprised they don't uh, yeah. do more with Ambush Bug now, with how fucking everything's so meta and everything's so sort of nutty. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many nutty kind of books out there and self, self-referencing self characters. It feels like Ambush Bug should be, probably be in DC Comics a bit more, you know, to me. I would love that, yeah. Um, I think the thing initially was he was mostly like a Giffen character, so he would only ever show up when Giffen used him. Yeah, well, but you know. now, they actually have him hosting that book where it's like... <laughs> they take books that were like uh, stories oh, that were like shoved right, in a yeah. drawer. Well, that makes sense. That he's and, doing and then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does like the framing sequence, but I call that it's the cash grab. Like really, the, a cash, story. the cash grab books, like the ones they rejected. <laughs> yeah, and we polish it off and like fucking get it out there because we're so stuffed. <laughs> Some of them though have like pretty top tier the artists on them, where it's surprising that they just shoved it in a drawer. Like uh, yeah. a John Paul Leon, I think, did one of them and. He's a really great artist. But were uh, they always? Was it was it just scripts, or was it always fully completed books? You know, that's a good that's a good point. But I also don't see them getting John Paul Leon for uh, uh for just a random just story. Like Is that. that the guy who just died? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they're not going to get him Quite anymore. I thought you were saying they're not going to get him anymore. I'm like, yeah, well, he's dead. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I meant uh, prior to his demise. Yeah, like he's too gifted of an artist to get him for this schlocky book. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I know that um, I want to say Jim Zub mentioned the other day that some Suicide Squad book or something he'd done, 
it got green. Yeah, that was issue one. Yeah, it got greenlit and everything, and then in the last second they pulled it for whatever reason. You know, they've often got bullshit reasons for pulling things too. You know, it's always like, oh, for sure. You know, sometimes you're like, some of the reasoning they give, you just think, does anyone even care that there's a slight discrepancy? Really, like, do you guys care most of the time? It doesn't seem like you do. You know. Um, but... there's been many series over the years that I've like wished would have happened. Like they were going to do a flash family book or they did, uh, they were going to do a new young justice book, like right before new 52. And then, you know, plans change. And uh, I actually heard, uh, a Legion fan mentioning that, you know, he's friends with some creators and he was saying they were at one point considering doing a Batman and the Legion of superheroes comic. Interesting. Which would be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting, actually. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'd be, I, I'd, uh, I'd be interested in seeing that, you know, for sure. Why not? And I think it would ex- expand the audience too, you know. Like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of Batman fans yeah. in the door, kind of thing. You know, Who could if that's the price we got to pay for, you know, a more successful Suck run in. for the Legion, then Suck yeah, in. he could be standing over Superboy's tomb saying, "I don't need you anymore." Batman's here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just drops a drops a fucking rose yeah, on it. Like goes case closed. Dave's completely ready to just move on from Superboy now that he heard the words Batman. He's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like all right. No, but wouldn't it be funny if he adopted crypto as well? Like crypto and Ace the Bat Hammer in it, and then crypto's like, I like this master ball. <laughs> like oh, crypto fully, crypto fully like turns turns coat, goes where the sales are. Yeah, bring that. Hey, say to that Legion fan, whoever it is, I want to see that book. That's that. That book sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. now. Yeah. There actually was a, a Silver Age story. It was one of an, an imaginary story where uh, Batman. Yeah. Something happens to Batman, and he has to go to the future, and he joins the Legion of Superheroes. But it's for like one panel. Oh, just one panel. Oh well, yeah. that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'd like uh, to do the one, the composite Batman, where it's Batman and a Superman mixed or whatever yeah actually i don't know if you're aware that's a big legion connection too because the thing with that that character was he's half batman half superman in appearance Mm. but he had all the superpowers of the legion of superheroes oh we've got to do that issue at some point man we've got to track that down somewhere that's that yeah i'll uh i'll track that down yeah that sounds that sounds like greatness no, I, I actually at one point had many years ago the action figure of the bat, the composite Batman Superman. I lost it at some point, but I did have it. It was like, oh a, yeah, it was just a figure, cool. just like a little action figure, but it was cool. It looked really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that kind of like oddball stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right, so final one here. I actually thought this was a pretty good issue, and I didn't realize just how fucking hot Night Girl was until I saw this. Uh, issue <laughs> and i was like jesus night girl just went up a massive notch in my book yeah um yeah. she's yeah. a hot little cookie so this is the one that hangs out she's cosmic boy's girlfriend and or he has problems committing to her but then by the end of the story he's committed i was like cosmic boy why would you be throwing this away this is yeah this is one of those cool. stories like i tell you that i'm a cosmic boy fan but there's like a few stories where i'm just like god damn it cosmic boy like He's a bit of a jerk during him. Why do I love you so much? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. you know, but I kind of rate him at the end, though. He sort of like sees the error of his ways. He comes in, saves the day, and then he's like, and he's like, get your hands off. You lay one finger on my girl. And she's like, oh, I'm all right, Rock. What do you mean? What did you say about my girl? And he's like, I dare anyone to say different. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good one. I, I thought this was a good little story. And, and I've got to say, Night Girl just went up a notch big time. 
Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, Cosmic Boy is upset that she's on a mission and dumps her and <laughs> takes a girl to go see what looks like to be a Charles Bronson movie. Yeah, it's kind of funny how he fucking he's ice cold with the dumping as well. He's just like, fuck <laughs> yeah. this, like, you know, like, and he even he even says to her like, seriously, with these powers. Um, well, he, yeah, he says, I have another night off. Have we a date? No, you're going on a mission. Who do you think you are, Supergirl? <laughs> he's on a whole team full of powerful women. Yeah, no. Such he's, a jerk. He's, he really, he's just lashing out. With your weakness, don't you think lawbreakers know that every time you go out, you're putting your life on the line? Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to find another date. And she's like crying. It's like, yeah, it is like, I'm sure that the, um, the PC... Twitter mob if they found this comic would be up in arms, you know. Yeah, maybe like the cancel fuck, Cosmic Boy. The fucking like, Me no. Too movement. Like, but like, um, he does everything but slap her, basically. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he, he's just like, it's funny you mention that. In a couple issues, he's getting a new costume. Yeah. And one of the first things he does is he just smacks the crap out of Lightning Last. Just Oh, really? For, for Just for, like, giving him sass. He's just like, shut up! <laughs> It's, it's pretty harsh. That's, oh, that's the hard. other one where it's like they were really going in a direction with Cosmic Boy. Yeah, they were. They were really trying to prove Cosmic Boy had a little bit to him, you know, like a little bit of yeah. like, machismo going. But regardless, uh, an enjoyable side story. Um, and Night Girl has just gone up a notch. And I also <laughs> like Shadow Lass as well, who was in the yeah. issue. Um, two very fetching ladies and two great members. And Night Girl for me. I know people say, "Oh, but you know her powers can't be at night, uh, can't be in the daytime." But at night, like we're in, we're in night, like you know, almost half the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, and also you see in this issue where you know she teams up really well with Shadowlass, right? Yeah, exactly. So and I don't is know there if more stories of that, before, but the story they did really well. What's I that? I think they should do more stories with Shadowlass and Night Girl. Like well, uh, you remember in the Superman and the Legion by Jeff Johns, mm. as that's whenever Night Girl actually finally graduates and was revealed to have been a Legionnaire, mm. um, and they 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 team up there as well. So yeah, well that's good. Um, yeah, yeah uh, a very enjoyable issue. I'm going to give both issues. I'm giving an eight point five out of ten. I really enjoyed them. They were just effortless reads. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll give them uh, an eight. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I mean, look, that's going to wrap up this Death of Superboy uh, episode. Now, in terms of next time, I, I am thinking, um, maybe we won't do Secret Origin, but it, it's got to be soon, I think, you know? And we could we could, we, yeah. we could do Secret Origin and, and colour around the lines with, with some Legion stuff, but what I would like to say to listeners is, look, follow us on the Facebook page, Legion Outpost. Uh, give Sigal Doom a like, too. If you want to contribute to the show, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. It really helps Legion Outpost and Signal of Doom, uh, basically with hosting fees. Anything's appreciated for as little as $1 a month. There is exclusive content as well. Uh, we have a Cinema of Doom review show. And look, so, and I'm always happy to take input from Legionnaires who, who are Patreon members goes to the top of the queue. So if any of you guys have any suggestions, guys and girls want any suggestions of stuff that you want to do, stuff for Adam and me to discuss... Yeah, join the Patreon, and I'm always happy to listen. Um, any ideas for what you would like us to be doing in the near future, Adam? Um, yeah, uh, well, like I said, I think we should do the conspiracy at some time. Sounds good. Uh, maybe break some new ground. I, you know, I thought maybe yeah. we should 
follow up on Legion Lost. I think we both like Legion yeah. Lost. Might be all right. Cool to follow up on that. Oh, yeah. cool. So that keeps going, does it? They found their way home, didn't they? At the end, I thought. No? Yeah, exactly. But once they get home, you know, we still have a a good, uh, pretty good Legion series there. Well, why don't we do that? That sounds like fun because that'll be okay. that'll be. I've not read that, and I think that would be interesting. So yeah. Well, real quick though, there are two options. You can either do the series of what was going on while they were away, uh-huh. or the series of this is they're back now and move forward. I'll go with whatever you decide. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I mean, cool. All right. I, I I know neither very well. Maybe maybe what they were doing while they were away. I mean, we want to kind of we want to kind of know what was going on. I guess you know. Was is it good? <laughs> Only if it's good. I don't recall it as well. I know the stuff when they're back is good, but I'll ask. Oh, no, fuck it. Then let's just do the stuff when they're back. Yeah, let's do the stuff when they're back because that'll be that'll be easier to follow. I think we'll do that next time. Um, But I do want to thank everyone for listening and good night.